we've got a bit of an announcement for anyone who's not been on the site lately or seen the blog. We've got some news which I'm, I'm quite a bit shocked, I guess, and, and sad to announce to all the listeners. But basically, unbeknownst to myself or, or Mike, Duke has decided for reasons of his own, and, and we're still trying to understand you know, what's really happened because we've... We've never had crosswords as far as we know, so this really has come out of left field, so we're not really sure uh, what's going on at all, really. Um, So Mike and I are here just to sort of, you know, try and decide how to move forward, really. So, Mike, what do you think of all this sort of stuff about you wanting the show? Well, the first thing to say is, like, we're just as shocked as everybody else is. Like, a lot of people are commenting on the the article, and we are uh, just as shocked. We didn't know this was happening like I had no idea, so we we don't know what to do. Um, you know, we really appreciate everybody's help. I mean, Duke is on this week. It's just me and Duke as he goes because obviously people, you know, you weren't available to do the the full show recording. No. So this obviously the show was recorded prior to to this announcement, and and even on Monday when obviously we recorded the show, I had no idea, you know, that this was coming. So we have to, yeah. So you know what what to do really we don't we, we haven't come up with with anything yet and we'll let everybody know when when we do i guess yeah yeah you know well i mean when you used to get angry i know we used to laugh at him when he got angry about heavy rain and alan wake and and stuff like that but uh, you know maybe there was something going on underneath all of that that we just didn't realize it's hard to find out i don't know what to say you know we, we all like duke but for some reason he didn't like being on the podcast that's right, I didn't like being on the podcast. Every week it's the same thing. You people are just like, oh, entertain me too. Play some wacky sound effects. Ah, oh, we're going to do something silly now. <laughs> Play the little Final Fantasy. Talk about heavy rain. Me, 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 me. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all you people. You can take your freaking podcast and shove it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's really angry. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I, I need to confess... This this was April Fool's stuff. Uh, I, I actually didn't intend for it to be two days early. I intended it for it to be one day early. And the reason for that is because when Chinny did his uh, Apple is getting into the games thing last year, he did it on April 1st, but it was still April uh, March 31st where I was. So I thought he had done it a day early. So I was like, yeah, I can do it a day early. And then I, for, for some reason I thought that the 30th was the first, so I, I thought I was just doing it. I thought it was the day before the first. Anyway, whatever. Um. It was all just a big joke. I, I, I'm sorry if anybody was upset, like genuinely. I'm, I'm not sorry if anybody was upset. I'm sorry if anybody is still upset because <laughs> you two were both obviously taken in by this. I was yes. absolutely gutted <laughs> well, because we didn't know. That, like, this was Duke's idea um, and we didn't know. And I came home and I got a tweet from Mark Wright, Mark Annex. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, check the site. What, what's going on? And then read it, and I was absolutely good. It looked genuine. I felt like I'd been dumped. I really did. I felt like I, I lost. I wanted to make sure that. I wrote it in a way that would sound like I might actually write it, like a, like a weird little image at the front. And, uh, yeah, like trying to write it mysterious so that people wouldn't really know. I didn't want to go too over the top. But I've uh, got to yeah. say, I've got to say, though, the picture was a bit – if I looked at the picture more closely, <laughs> I'd have probably realized um, – <laughs> 
But I have to say, when I when I read it, I felt sick. I, I don't want anyone to think that I was doing this like I'm fishing for compliments. Everybody, tell me how much you love me. No, but you, but really you basically nice. did it to get it back at me. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mechanic said April yeah. Fools is Friday, not today. So I think they suspected at least. Another people Possibly. probably some people did, and I don't think some people didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Um, uh, so yeah, thanks for everybody for all your nice comments and stuff. I'm not going nowhere, baby. So you can just forget about it. And uh, yeah, I, I should also point out that what I wrote on the site is the exact opposite of how I really feel. I love working on veteran gamers. I love hanging out with people on the site. I love doing the podcast. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a really awesome experience. And uh, like I say, I'm sorry if this made anybody mad or whatever, but uh, it was I all in good fun. Just trying to be uh, humorous and make some jokes. The thing is, though, Duke, if you ever do leave the show, <laughs> you can you will just be like, ah, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I got this terminal disease, and they'll be like, ah, whatever, dude. Yeah, funny joke. Ha ha ha. Help. No. So. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Stuart Finney. Yeah. yeah. None of us are. Tough. Right. Live with so, it. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be the shortest podcast we ever do. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Right. Uh, yeah. All of us back together next week, I guess. Probably. Enjoy the rest of the show. Computer games. Yeah, show. So what have you been playing, Ginny? I sent <laughs> Fortnite back today. Bye. Bye. Enjoy the show. Veteran. 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 Hello and welcome to show 64 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 64. You know, 64 is an important number. There's the Commodore 64, Nintendo 64, of course. It's the number of hexagrams in the I Ching, number of sexual positions in the Kama Sutra, number of squares on a chessboard. It's all sorts of cool. Trust you to bring sex into it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you could have kept it nice and clean, but you had to throw in the car. I also brought chess into it, but you're giving me a bollocking because of the sex element. Yeah, but that's because, like, you're talking about... Was there any need to put the sex thing in? Well, it's an important thing. It's also Um, the number of crayons in the Crayola 64 pack. Great. Yeah, let's introduce um, ourselves, shall no, no, we? Before we? Before we introduce, right, I okay. need to. I, I guess I need to make a, a, a small apology, um, because of the, the the way I'd named last week's show. Uh, people actually thought you were leaving the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm like flattered or like I feel like people are just being silly when they hear that. No, they were I mean, upset. it's nice to hear people. No, Duke can't go. It won't be the same. It was. It was like that. It was. <laughs> All you need is a monkey to sit and push buttons. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a monkey could do that. There you go. And all, oh, oh, I did reply going, look, just listen to the show. You'll you got to listen to the show. Why. I left the show, but then I came back like all right, that's right. Later. That's right. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, can I just say as well, I don't know what, like, obviously people in, like, our American listeners will have no idea. But, you know, the little bit of music I put in between you going and coming back. Little yeah. Bit. Well, that's off the test card we used to have on the TV, you know, when there was no programs on. Oh, uh, yeah. So it used to show a test card with this girl and a chalkboard. And that used to be the music that I played in the background. So maybe somebody recognized that. Maybe they didn't. 
Maybe because it's like an intermission. You see, do you, do you see what I did? I see what you did. You see, you technical see? difficulties, please. Exactly, stand. yeah, because Duke had gone. <laughs> yes. but you did come back. You did come. Back. I came back. Um. So yes, I'm the daddy. Uh, <laughs> Big Daddy Blast on the 360 and XX Big Daddy XX on the PlayStation 3. So that's me. There you go. Yay. So who are you? <laughs> oh, we're introducing ourselves now. Hey, Is this like you, overseas connection? Yeah, you do yourself now. Usually you introduce me and then all I right, play a then okay. sound clip. All right, all right, all right. We've got Duke. Spring Break! Yeah! Yeah, Spring Break! I'm on Spring Break, baby. Now, the crazy thing is when – I'm Duke. Yes, Duke's Gath. Uh, when, when people hear this, it'll be the end of my Spring Break when I'm attacking this mountain of papers that I got. You hear that? Yeah. Uh, but – so it's crazy. I should have been like, yeah, spring break during last week's show. Uh, but whatever. I'm hyped because we're recording this on Monday, and it's like the start of spring break. It's like a big open field all around me, and uh, it's glorious and beautiful. But I have another sound clip that I had ready to go, too. So let me play that one now. And why are you here today? I'm here to protest, right? I'm going on a march because I want Britain to be back British. I want Britain to be back British. We've got interracial law. And the Muslimic infidel. They're trying to get their law over our country. And it's, it is happening. It's happening in other countries. Everything. It's happening in every country. It's like, every, like you've, got, you've got the Iraqi law that they put, they put down. In- do you have any idea what this guy's talking about? <laughs> that guy, honestly, wasn't it David Cameron? That was it. Was it the Prime Minister? <laughs> <laughs> was that who it's, that was? <laughs> it's some guy from the English Defence League, and I just thought, oh, wow, that's God. special. Do you know that is like the, seriously the worst advert for Britain ever? It really <laughs> I is. It. I want Britain to be back British. Do you know what worries me, though? People will either see this guy or listen to him on YouTube or whatever and think everybody in Britain is like that. <laughs> oh, I, I can't imagine what that would be like. That would suck to have uh, some really stupid, obnoxious people representing your country. Man, uh, God, that would be horrible. Awful. awful. Yeah. Um, I thank God no Americans ever give that impression about us. I know. Thank God nobody ever does that for America. <laughs> but but th- what you've got to understand is, though, people like him... You know, like, you get Americans, and I guess, you know, but just pure, I mean, I'm guessing he was pissed at the time because he did sound pretty inebriated. <laughs> he certainly did. But he just sounded thick, didn't he? You know, you know what I mean? He yeah, just like, again, like, there's plenty of Americans who do that. Oh Shit, we get Glenn Becker's own goddamn radio program. Oh, my God. He's not far beyond that. Oh, my God. Anyway, we... That is right, so... Yeah, okay. can, I, can I just say, can I just say, right, it, it's quite a sad week this week. It is. It's sad week. Um, and, and I have unfortunately got a bit of sad news that I want to sort of let everybody know. This week started like any other week. Little did I know what was to come. It started to unravel on Wednesday when Surfaces had emailed me to say that his computer was no longer working, so sadly his segment would be missing. I thought to myself, what else could go wrong? Then it happened. Quarian messaged me to say he was moving house again and he would not be able to make it this week. 
Oh no. Just when I thought the podcast was going to spiral into a black hole of despair. Chini said he couldn't make it. Hey! Uh, we don't need you. We don't care if you're not here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We do the podcast by ourselves. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah, uh, I'm flashing the Vs. Yeah, we're not bothered about you anymore. Yeah, exactly. In fact, we're partying without you. Yeah, partying. The chinny's not here, dance. Uh, get down. Come on. Come on. Yeah, check me out. Uh. Oh, come on. Let's get down. Come on, everybody. Check me out. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Do you right, know, I'm do you, I really hope you weren't dancing then. Oh, I was doing the chinny's not here dance. Uh, come on. <laughs> uh, I can't describe what it looks like. It's just too amazing to describe. Actually, though, to be fair, he has got a very valid reason for not being here. Uh, did he say something about he's got stuff to do? No. No, and I'm not, no, do you know what? Usually at this point, I would make something up about him either being gay or some sort of, you know, male lesbian or... Oh, wait, wait, let me start the sad music again. <laughs> All right, what's this well, reason? No, that's not the case, that's not the case. Uh-huh. His girlfriend, it's her birthday. Yay! So, ballet bunny. Ballet bunny, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. There you go. So he's, he's been, you know, seconded, as it were. Yeah, can't blame him. Can't blame him because you know well, I no. like I like to hold on to my testicles also, and I can understand that you know had he not helped his girlfriend celebrate her birthday, he, yeah, he could have lost his. So you know, well, and, and you know, as much as the uh, podcast is important, there are some things that are a little more important, of course. So absolutely, we forgive you. We do Jenny. forgive him, and we, I mean, in reality, seriously, we do miss him. I guess you know. Yes, not too much though, because we've got good music. <laughs> There you yeah. go. Yeah, that was good timing. I'm impressed. We got <laughs> other good music too. All right, that's all I'm no, going to do with that. Actually, I was going to say, if you've not got a running theme for this week, or will that come at some point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a running theme for this music. What are you talking about? <laughs> this week is all about a running theme. I want Britain to be back British. <laughs> that was crazy. I opened that right up to the uh, right spot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Eddie, <laughs> that was brilliant. Really. Yeah, moving along. Okay, let's talk about video games. Woo, games. Um, so you're on holiday this week coming, I guess. That's right. So I haven't played anything in the lead up to spring break. I've been too busy grading papers. So what have you been playing then? Oh, wait. I, I mean, 15 games I've been playing. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, no, I have been playing a bunch of games, actually. Uh, two games I got for free on the App Store for the Macintosh. Okay. Uh, one of them's called Buka, B-U-K-A, which is a weird name for a game, but uh, whatever. Uh, it's this weird game where there's this blue ball floating in space, and he talks like this. Kind of like if you saw Despicable Me. Right. Did you see that movie? Yeah. You know those, uh, the minions, how they talk? Yeah, yeah. It kind of sounds like that. And so what you got to do is keep the other yellow balls away from the blue ball. 
And uh, there's all sorts of different ways you do it by clicking and holding down the click. And it's just very simple and fun. And uh, it was free. The price is right. I probably would never have bought it, but uh, it's a neat idea. And it was pretty well done. Uh, There's another free game called... I can't believe I played this. This is the game where you're like, I'm never going to tell anybody I played this, only I don't care at all. So, Uh, It's called Supermarket Mania 2. Sounds great. Oh, it's great. It's uh, I suppose it's what you call a time management game or something. You know, like uh, uh, Tapper, that old game where you're serving beer up to people? Can I, can I ask, do you have to stack shelves and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds exciting. <laughs> it actually was pretty fun. I was surprised by how much I liked it. Because in a way, it's sort of Kingdom for Keflings-ish in that it's, you know, you're strategizing and, you know, making sure things get taken care of and whatnot. And I don't know. I mean, it was silly. And I again, I probably would never have bought it. Like, there have been a whole bunch of these games released on, like, you know, the iPhone and wherever. But this is the first time I ever actually played one. And uh, I was kind of surprised by how much I liked it. So, yeah. You know, again, it was free, so... Uh, um, it sounds like but... I'm glad it was free. I mean, there is a there is a ton of those. You know, I've avoided them because there's one uh, for making video games on the iPhone where you can sort of, you know, make your own... Yeah, video yeah, you told me about that. It's like Game yeah. Studio or something. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there are them. I've not played any, must admit. You know, I've been... Ever? It's, it... I mean, it's, it's cool. It's like... Again, it's like real-time strategy done in a, in a non-war-like scenario, which is fine. Uh, eh, it was kind of fun. I don't know how much I'll play it, but whatever. It's fun. Um, speaking of strategy, I've been playing Stronghold. That is such a fun game. It's like a beautiful real-time strategy game, and it's silly, and there's humor in it, and I don't know, just wacky stuff. So I've enjoyed that. Um, yeah, when I went looking for the indie game that we're going to talk about yep. on this podcast soon, I saw another indie game that caught my eye, and I thought, oh, that looks kind of interesting. So I played the Demi, the Demo. Indie is on my mind, so I, said, I know is that Demi more? <laughs> it's like Demi God, you know, like <laughs> behold. Um. Anyway, the demo for a game called Soul. All right, I no, I haven't seen, seen that, not, but eh, it it certainly looks cool, and the the idea is pretty neat. It's basically uh, a person's died in the hospital, and you have to guide their soul to heaven. And so your your first job is to leave the hospital room, and there's these weird things on top and bottom of the room that's it's a two-dimensional view, and basically you just guide it out the door, but you can't touch the walls, and you can't touch the things that are jumping at you. So it's it's really... I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's basically... So is, it, just... is it a bit like a video game? You know those things where you have like the wire hoop, and then yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to guide it along an electrified wire, and every time you touch it, it buzzes. Is it a bit like that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's exactly like that. And so, but but the pro- the difference is when you touch the wall at all, even a little bit, start over at the beginning. And so yeah. it, it's kind of a neat idea, and it looks good because you know the backgrounds are like these painted images, and they're real dark and you know spooky looking. Uh, but it, the gameplay was so aggravating. I was like, I don't care. No, forget it. I played one. Uh, I played one uh, an age, ages ago on the indie games called something. I can't even remember what the hell it was called. Probably, but it was called like Exorcism or something like that, right? And it's like sure it's wasn't get... Killer's Dream. No, it was worse than that. Even it. In fact, no, I on a part, no game is worse than honestly. that. And it was like some, it was some sort of like exorcism game, and you had to play a priest exorcising a demon out of somebody. And it was like it's the scariest indie game you'll ever play in all this, and it was just truly <laughs> terrible. Okay, and, I, and I think like we that. need. We needed a third opinion here because 
I don't believe any game could be worse than a killer's dream. I like, a killer's I, dream really is the worst game I've ever played. No, seriously, if I could remember the name of it, I would tell you. you got to find the title of that because I want to play it and compare. Because I don't know that any game is worse. If anybody really wants to see how bad an indie game can be, I mean, okay, there's things that's like, you know, just hold down. You know, try not to fart is obviously stupid. But at least that's a game. It's funny, Killer though. It's funny. Stupid. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, like, compared to Killer's Dream, Try Not to Fart is, like, a masterpiece of video game design. Anyway, let's get to the real games that I've been playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Next. The new Ghostbusters game. Yes, I played this as well. Let's talk. Oh. It was oh, truly terrible. I don't know why I thought it looked good at all. I mean, I, I saw the trailer and stuff. And I'm oh. like, I'm Look, the screen... To be fair, the screenshots didn't look terrible. They looked okay. No, yeah, they look fine. It's just the gameplay is so boring. Oh, repetitive, boring. Seriously, it's... people, don't oh, even waste your time oh. downloading the demo. Normally, I would say, like, eh, it's free. You know, what does it yeah, cost to yeah. try the demo? What it costs is 20 minutes of your life. You know, you, you know what, though? What do you think? Can I just ask you? I've got to ask you this. What do you think of the animation, right, of when they're, like, they're supposedly like zombie ghost dude things? And then they start spinning around the room when you get them to a certain level on the health. Oh, yeah. And they're like, how just truly awful does it look? And it's like, and what? Is that you... the game that had all the, uh, the the comic book panels for the cutscenes? Yes, it did. It's a different game I was playing. Oh, oh my it God, does. it's so it stupid. Does. It does. Give me a break. It really, I, I've got to say, I really didn't think much of it, to be honest. I was yeah, no doubt. very underwhelmed. And I, I don't even think it would be fun in co op. I don't think even that would redeem it because you can have four player co op, but. Oh, I no, just, it wouldn't redeem no. it at all. Because what are you nothing. even doing? It's not, like, it's not even close to Gauntlet. I thought it would have a Gauntlet feel, but it doesn't come close No, to it's, it. it's nowhere near as good as that. It's like a really bad arena shooter. You know what? It, it seems to me like it's not even as much fun. And I know that I'm looking at this through the nostalgia rose-colored glasses, but the original Ghostbusters video game for, like, the Commodore 64 and that, yeah. that was, I remember having a lot of fun with that. I think this would be less fun than that game now. In all honesty, I'd, I would recommend, you know, the Ghostbusters game for the 360. All the PS3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know you like that. And I, yeah, I, would I mean, it's, it's, I would play it on easy because it does yeah. get quite difficult in parts. But it's it's worth a go. It's not terrible at all. It's quite good. You know, it's not brilliant either, but it's, it's right. definitely worth a rental. But not this game. This game was awful. Yes, it was awful. All right, uh, moving on. Um, I finished Vanquish. Yay! Yay! I finished Vanquish. Yay! Um, I actually really liked it. the The story is crap. The dialogue is shit. Um, for instance, the cutscenes. You know, he's there's there's parts where you're on this bridge and it's blowing up, and you got to get off the bridge and you got to run real fast. Well, you know what? Your suit has this power slide option that moves you twice as fast as you can move while you're running. Why doesn't he engage that while he's trying to get off this exploding bridge? It just looks cooler if he's running, whatever. Um, and then there's parts where you get to this elevator and it's like you have to go up three floors or something. And it's like, hey, uh, Bob, push that button so we can get moving. Why do I have to push the button? Somebody else is standing right next to the control for the elevator. Can't somebody else push that button? Ridiculous. Uh, 
And then there's a part where you I saw the part where the robots are dancing. I remember Chinny mentioning that, and I, I, was wa- I was waiting for it. I'm like, there's no robots dancing here. He must have just seen them patrolling and been like, oh, no, they must be dancing. But then I saw it, and I was like, no, they're dancing because there's this big – it's like something out of Transformers or something, the old cartoon show, because there's this big boom box there, and it's like playing this samba music. I mean, it really does kind of sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> and the robots Perfect. were like, really, yeah, they were like doing like a conga line, like standing there doing the can-can and stuff. It was ridiculous. Uh, but then there's another part where you're uh, constantly does this thing where when you finish a stage, then you go running up to fight some more robots. And then right in the middle of a stage, it'll it'll cut into this first person cutscene thing uh where you you can sort of control yourself and move forward, but you're going really, really slow, and there's all this dialogue you have to listen to, and you can't skip it. It's so annoying. So at one of them, the guy goes, there's a person in your headset, and then there's someone else on your team who keeps going like, we're ready to get picked up. And the guy goes, we can't pick you up yet. The area up ahead of you is hot. And he goes, what do you mean it's hot? Now, hang on a second. We're supposed to be all, like, highly trained elite soldiers, military career for 20 years. We don't know what it means when someone says the area in front of you is hot. I would have thought that was a very standard thing. Look, it's Japanese. It's Japanese. It's Japanese. It's Japanese. That's that's everybody's answer for everything. What is this crazy thing in this game? Uh, It's Japanese. It's weird. It's Japanese. (laughs) Yeah. What's up with these people having sex with robots? Yeah, it's Uh, Japanese. And then there's this part where there's this, you know, your trusted ally, like, you don't really get along with him because he's like a hardcore military dude, like, whatever means necessary, and you're more of a sensitive new age, I want to help everybody on our team, and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, at one point, spoilers, but nobody cares because the story's stupid, he, like, betrays you, and he's like, I'm going to launch these missiles, and you're like, no, I won't let you, so you have to fight him, and he's this enormous boss, and he's really hard, and then at the end of it, you're like, Steve, I didn't want to kill you, you made me, like, I'm so sorry and he's like get out of here kid you gotta save i'm gonna help you and then it's like later on you're crying over the fact that you killed this dude and it's like dude pick a way to feel about this guy either he's an asshole or he's not uh but all that said like I, like i said the gameplay is really fun and you're rolling around you're just blasting wave after wave of robots it's like if they made the uh firefight in halo into a whole game you know what i mean it's yeah you get some bosses but mostly it's just you know, the grunts, and you're just mowing them down, and you really get the hang of the weapons and all that, and it's uh, it's such a... I, I will be buying that later when I find it cheap, because it's, it, it's, it's such a fun game, you know what I mean? Like, they really put the fun back into it. So, anyway. Yep. That's number one. Number two, uh, I finished Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Oh, cool. Finally. Yay! Yeah, what do you... Right, obviously... Shall we do spoilers a little bit? Yes. Skip ahead five okay. minutes if you don't could want to hear ten, could be ten minutes. Could be ten minutes. Let's, skip ten to be safe. Skip ten to be safe, but you know you can always look. If you've got an iPhone now with the latest update, you can do this sort of scrub speed a lot slower now, so it'd be easy. Right. Yeah, apparently. Nope. That means. Cool. Anyway. Yeah. I was so ready for that game to be over. It just kept going and going. It was like, oh, here's the end of the story. Wasn't that great? Oh, it wasn't the end. Here's another mission you got to go on. Oh, God. Have I finally killed this dude? Yeah, you killed him. Now you're out of the Animus. Okay, now you're going to run around and do all sorts of jumping stuff here. Oh, you made it. Good job. Not done yet. Here's another thing you got to do. Ooh, now it's like Tron. Ooh. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> I, it just drove me crazy. I was so ready to be done with it. And, you know, it's a wonderful game. It's magnificent, 9.5, easy. But they just kept dragging it out at the end, and I was like, I need to be done with that. Really? I, didn't, I don't remember it dragging that much, oh, I must admit to us. Because I thought I, I really enjoyed the story, and I liked all the missions. I found, And I found the last bit, the last bit where you play back in the modern world, and this is spoiler, so if you're still listening, tough. Um, <laughs> when you come back to the modern yeah, when you come back to the modern world, and then you have to do all the platforming in the modern world. Well, wait, before you get to that, though, you have to stumble around in the dark. And I was like, what is that? I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do. Really? I, like, I don't remember yeah. that. Well, which, which well there's a part where you're in the dark, and you just sort of wander around until you can find that little triangle picture. I don't oh, it sucked. That at all. Maybe you just went right to it, and you were like, I knew exactly what I was. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, so like... then you're doing platforming, yes, in the Coliseum. In the Coliseum, which I thought was yes. really quite cool in the modern day. We... And it, it was, was cool because cool. it was all the cranes and stuff like in there. And I thought, oh, how cool is that? You know, to obviously let you know it was modern times. Uh-huh. Um, so come on. Well, they... But that last, I got a bit sort of frustrated with that very last section where you had to yes. switch on all the switches. Yes, and Tron. It's like, oh, we're deep. And meanwhile, yeah. you had these stupid ghosts. We are the ancient of the ancients. We have been here forever and all time and blah, 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 blah. Shut up. So, come on. What did you think of the end, end, though? The very end. Where you stabbed the girl. Yeah. What did you think? Ah! I stabbed a guy. I didn't have a choice. I know. I thought it was quite coolly done, though, because you kept thinking well, you could back away. But it didn't matter which direction you did the thumbstick. You kept going forward. Oh, sure. I mean, it was sort of like a, I don't know, would you kindly type of moment, I guess. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I think, again, like, I would have been much happier with it if I hadn't been so annoyed by having to do basically an hour of extra game that just, I, you know, and maybe it was because I was, I kept thinking I was in the end, you know, the last mission, and then it just kept going and kept going and kept going, and I was like, I'm so ready to be done. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it was kind of a neat thing. So why, but... what do you think it meant, though? I mean, there's various sort of um, reasons that people think that happened. Okay. And what's your personal thoughts on it? I, I, to be honest, I don't know that I'm really all that captivated by the story of Assassin's Creed. I mean, it's kind of neat, but I, I wish they would just tell Ezio's story. I wish I didn't have to have this other meta story that I, I to be honest, I don't really care about them. I kept leaving the animus to read their emails, and then I'm like, why am I reading these emails? It's just like, uh, whose turn is it to pay for the pizza? <laughs> I don't care. But there's about one point. Okay, stuff. there is one point. If you go out at the right time, yeah. um, I can't even remember what her name is now. You know the girl who you kill. What's yeah. she called? Is it Amy or something like that? Whatever. I can't remember. Dead but, girl. Dead girl. You go out at one point and she's gone. Oh uh, yeah. She's not in the room anymore. And when I kept leaving the animus, I don't remember yeah. her ever being gone. Well, so at one point, if you time it right, she's gone. And when you do eagle vision, there's like you can see her footsteps going up the stairs. Mm. And you know you can normally go outside and jump around for ten minutes for some yeah. reason. Well, you can't do that at that point. It doesn't Ooh. allow you to do it. Ooh. So there's obviously a lot of um, sort of speculation that she's like a double agent. Well, that's obviously sides. what I expected. Yeah. I mean. You know, dude, if the ghost ancient god tells figure you. tells yeah. you to do something, you do it. I mean, what yeah. what are you going to do? So, so what do you the, take it to mean? That's what that's I agree. That's what I think it all meant, you know. But yeah. I, I thought it was pretty cool, though. I like the way because you've got to know her through the three games, you know what I mean? And I think that's what gave I it. I sort of got to know her. I still don't care about her, though, because we don't know anything about her. That's the thing. No, and a lot of games. What do we know about her? Like, she helped you at one point. Okay. It was definitely a shock of a moment, though, I have to say. It was a bit of... You know, yeah, I it was ready. shocking. I didn't, you know, I definitely wasn't ready for that to happen. 
Yeah. I just wish we had gotten to know her as a person more. You know, like, I mean, just tell us, like, have a scene where she tells Desmond about her childhood or something, like, just to make it personal, you know what I mean? You see, like, I mean, it's to... like, for instance, did you did you play um, uh, The Darkness? Did you play The Darkness? No, I still haven't played that yet. See, because there's a moment in that that actually has a shocking moment, but he actually has some resonance because of something that happened earlier in the game. Yeah. Well, and that's like gay Tony, too, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't played it, but Chinny keeps talking about how... I mean, you know, Rockstar generally does a good job with that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. All right, other things real quick about Assassin's oh. Creed Brotherhood. Yeah. Uh, the flying machine. I don't. I think it was because the when we saw it in number two, it was so cool and unique and new. And when I saw it this time... I had a hell of a time controlling that thing. It just got me frustrated. I don't know. Was it me or did you have no, trouble with that? No, I absolutely agree with you. It wasn't so much yeah. trouble, but because they were moving, like the last, that, when you have to get dude on the horse at the end yeah. of that mission. Oh, my yeah. God. They, Actually, I only had to do that twice, but uh, I think it was added two out, like, times for me. Yeah, it was because you have to not only bomb the targets, but you have to keep bombing things so that you have fire. So that you can't lift it up again. Yeah. yeah. It's like, ah. But then you get in the tank. The tank, oh right? God. I love the tank. Oh, the tank was awesome. Yeah, I was just because I was expecting it to feel kind of like the flying machine. I'm like, here's another invention. This is going to be annoying. And then I got it. And I'm like, I'm unstoppable. <laughs> you like that, though? I loved it. It was magnificent. Um, there's a part where you're supposed to get into the Romulus thing. Oh, that's what I need to do. I didn't go on all the Romulus things. Anyway, yeah. there's one Romulus. You know hideout or whatever it is yeah. that you can't get to unless you fix enough aqueducts you see i only did um i think i only did two of those yeah playing the whole game because it's just the, the thing with assassin's creed 2 and, and brotherhood following it there is so many things to do there's just so much stuff you can do in the game that there you, really is you and I, I wonder if well. that's why by the end of the game i was so sick of it because I had done all those, you know, I re- I renovated all of Rome. I bought all the things. I got, you know, I did a bunch of the, I did all the the quests for the assassins and leveling them up and all that other stuff. Yeah. So uh, you see, I, I realized. Really you see, it. when I played Assassin's Creed Two, I rented it. Yeah. Okay. And because I rented it, I didn't want to have to rent it for more than two weeks. Right, right. So all I did was a story mode and a couple of side mission stuff, and I didn't do anything else. And similarly, with even though I bought Brotherhood, yeah. I sort of played it still in a similar way. I still sort of concentrated oh, sure. on the main story. And yeah. if I happen to come do up, the other stuff later, yeah, or come across it, you know, as I was going along, I might do one or two of them. And I think I enjoyed it more because I didn't get distracted on either game with other stuff to do. And you know what I was thinking about? The Fallout 3 storyline is pretty short. I mean, it's not super short. It's not Homefront. But it's, but it's, it's a, I think that's a good length because, you know, if you do a lot of the side missions and then you also have a long single-player thing to go through, it, it makes it frustrating. So I think in a way, I don't know. There's something to be said for keeping the main story mission short if there's so much extra stuff that's available. Yeah. I mean, because um, in some ways, Assassin, Assassin's Creed sort of combines a strong narrative with a sandbox style yeah, game. Yeah, it's, no it's a bit of a hybrid almost, isn't it? Because it's got yeah. a really good story, but uh-huh. it's got a lot of sandbox elements going on at the same time. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, the apple, there's a part, there's like three missions where you can only use the apple as your weapon, yeah. which I hated. I thought that was really stupid. No, you see, I didn't mind that at all. What did because you think- it took me a while to figure out how to use it. I was just yeah. pushing the button once and it was like... Pfft. And it did nothing. I'm like, what is that? And then I realized, oh, you got to hold it down. 
Okay. What did you What did you think of the really stealthy mission you had to do, where you had to sort of get into that part? Play? No, there was one where you had to. No, there was that as well. Yeah, God, the one with the Roman. Play drove me crazy. Yeah, I didn't like that. But there was another mission where you had to go up this hill and you went. You had to sneak into a party. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, oh. that was annoying. I yeah. mean, the stealth missions in general drive me crazy, but I don't know. Um. Yeah, I think that's yeah. all I need to say about Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Yeah. You know, like I said, really fantastic game. So much of it, I mean, it's so engrossing. And, you know, 90% of it, I just had absolute pleasure playing it. It's just that last part, I felt like it just kept going and going. I was like, come on. Yeah, you just wanted um, to So what else yeah. have you been up to? Because so, I two more games. Yeah. Gears of War. Uh, oh, yeah. Gears of oh, War I on the to play talk- date. I need to talk to you about this. <laughs> because, right, okay. I've very rarely played multiplayer with you, you know, maybe a couple of times, but not very often. Played some Modern Warfare, you know, Call of Duty 4 back in the day, long time ago. Yeah. Um, you you really get angry, don't you? I really do get angry You sometimes. rage quit. You rage quit that game. I did. Well, but here's the thing. I stuck with it for 45 minutes. Oh, I God, mean... 45 minutes, that's a long time. <laughs> well, it, it is when you hate the game and you suck at it. Oh, my God, I can't believe that's the thing, it. it's like... The same thing with Halo. I kept trying it. I did it with Reach. I did it with Halo 3 and ODST. I keep giving it a chance. It, I, I, maybe I haven't played it enough to really get a sense of how it works, yeah. to feel like I can understand it. But it feels like people are just bullet sponges. And maybe I have the wrong gun. They are. Uh, I mean, interestingly, right? But after two games, I mean, obviously, taken aside when we played, it was just me and you. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know. But after that, even after two games, you were swearing and really angry. And I was like, oh, my God, we've only played two games and he's already really angry. And I thought you well, were going yeah. to at that point. <laughs> you know, after about 10 minutes, you were going. <laughs> I know. And I mean, I, I recognize that it's just because... I don't know, maybe I expect to be awesome at games. Not even, no, it's, I take that back. It's not that I expect to be awesome. It's that I expect to, to not be completely incompetent, to not get killed over and over and over and over again, especially when I'm hitting the person that I'm shooting at. That's the thing. In Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 and, you know, Black Ops and all that, when you shoot the enemy, uh, some of the time at least, you're going to drop them. But on Gears of War, I just kept shooting at them, and they just kept, you know, they'd get a shotgun or something. And I'd, I'd land ten shots, and they'd blast me in one, and that would be it. I'd be down. So, I mean, I guess the unfortunate thing is we went into a public lobby. Yeah, and they've been uh, playing for ten years. Yeah, and these people who are still playing that game, it's not going to be random people just dropping in and out. These people have been playing that game religiously for the last five years or whatever it is since it came out. You know what I mean? These guys... Yeah, are... I know what you mean. But even you were doing this to me. Like, well, I'd see you, and then you'd start shooting, and I'd start shooting, and, like, I went down. And I yeah. think part of it, too, is on Modern Warfare and Black Ops and that, you know, when you're playing in a regular team deathmatch, you're just right back in it, and just right back in it, and you get right back in it. And I feel like if I get shot, okay, I'm going to get you next time. You know what I mean? But with Gears, it's like, that round's over. You get to watch the other people fighting, and then when the round's over, you get to wait, and then now you're back into it. Oh, you're dead. Time to wait some more. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. It doesn't take that long to, for a game to end, because it's only four on four. So it's... I know. It's but... a lot. I mean, the only thing I can say to you is, you know, and I, I, I used to be a fairly good player, but I was a bit rusty you know the other night but <laughs> i was still good enough to kick your ass <laughs> well yeah but that i mean i used to play that every night for like three months yeah, solidly yeah, you know what i mean yeah, i mean i played it for a long long time and and there's lots of tricks and tactics you can use but it's it's a much more tactical game uh than something like 
Call of Duty. You know, yeah, it's much fair. slower. Right, you know, right. if you if you run into the middle, you will get killed pretty quick. And I suppose I did that a lot. So I, I was sort of learning that by the end, but it just felt like, and I suppose that's when we were going up against those super dudes that I was yeah. just like, I'm not, you know, I wasn't having fun. I didn't feel like I was improving, and it was just so frustrating to be pummeling people with the machine gun and, or whatever and like fe- feeling like I was having no effect. I mean, maybe it was having an effect, but it just felt like it was having no effect and it was so annoying. I mean, speaking to be fair, of which, to be fair, there was that ahead. one round uh, where we, you've got a hunt as a pack as well. It's really a weird game. Yeah, it is. You've got to stick together but, and, yeah. and cover each other. And yeah. there was that one round where we literally owned them, didn't we? Everything. Oh, we totally did. You that was so great. I, you know, and that's the other thing is that I wish I could hang on to that sense of like, hey, look, you do okay sometimes. Yeah. But I'm not like that. If I have a bad round, I'm like, nah, that's the end of everything. I hate this game. I, I must admit, I was shocked. I really was shocked. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, but you should. Well, you know what's funny is really that I think I said, me. I mean, I said, that's it, guys, I got to go, you know, because it was getting time for me to go anyway. And then I was like, I- I've had enough of this. I'll see you guys later. Thanks for coming. And I didn't hear anything from you. So I wonder if maybe that didn't go through because we were in between rounds or something. But I, no, well, you just sort of went. <laughs> I was like, well, OK, see, you just heard me leave. But I actually said, see you later. And I don't know. Um, Moving on. No, I, mean, uh, I heard you say see you, but I was just even, even oh, then I was yeah, like, well. oh, is he gone? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really wait oh. for an answer, did I? No, he just went. <laughs> he's gone. He's well, gone. He's gone. I needed to get some distance from that game. That's I think I think it's important for people to be able to recognize if you have an addiction, what are the damaging parts of that addiction, you know? And like the Duchess was giving me some looks of like, you know what? That doesn't sound like a healthy game you're playing there. And I think when you're in that moment when you're like, oh, this isn't healthy, you need to be able to step away from it, so. I stepped away from it. Uh, I also stepped away from the Crisis 2 multiplayer, which is a shame yeah. because I really liked it. And Oh, sorry. One more thing about Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. I'm going to forget this if I don't say right, it now. Okay. Um, I, there's a, the moment where I thought it was toward the end, but it's not really toward the end. Uh, there's this bad guy and you're going to, you know, you've locked him out of the city and you're like, this city does not belong to you anymore. And I was going to approach him. And I, I wanted to, like, make it dramatic, so I'm holding down the A button so I can walk a little faster toward him, you know? Yeah. But I accidentally bumped into this woman, uh, and uh, – dang it, my phone's ringing. Go away, phone. Ah, I should unplug this thing. Here, wait. Let me see if I can unplug it now. Yeah, who is it? Who is it? I don't know. I'm unplugging the phone. There we go. It's unplugged. Oh, no, you're mean. It could have been important. Yeah, take that, that person calling. That could have been someone telling you you'd won like $2 million or something. Well, they can leave a message then. You won $2 million, but you have to pick up the phone. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I'm, I'm striding toward this really bad man and like trying to be, you know, dramatic and this is the end for you, my friend. I'm holding down the A button. I accidentally bump into this woman along the way, and, like, it says you've pickpocketed eight florins from her. So it just seemed crazy. It was, like, the end of this epic battle. Like, I'm declaring victory. Eh, I'm going to take eight florins from this lady, too. Eh. It just seemed ridiculous that I would swipe a little bit of gold on my way out. That's what happens, especially it does that. It's all done automatically, isn't it? Oh, you totally keep the, yeah, the stealth button sort of press. Yeah, you just yeah. pickpocket people as you're passing them. <laughs> just, yoink, I'll take that too. Yeah. Um, okay, Crisis 2, real quick. Uh, I got a friend, in, or I got an invite to play a game on Crisis 2, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my god. I got it from Gamefly, and I played it, and I played the single player, and I put first impressions up on the website, so people it's can read them. that if they don't know. Yeah. Um, and I played the multiplayer because I played the demo. And obviously, if you play, you know, anybody who wants to know what the multiplayer is like, they can download the demo. Um, I really liked the demo. I had a lot of fun with it. I really felt like I was getting the hang of it. But you know what I thought? I, I think maybe 
the reason I liked the demo so much is because probably I was mostly playing people who didn't know what they were doing and were playing it for the first time. And so I'm just owning people all over the place. I'm like, hey, this game makes a lot of sense. I'm owning everybody. Yay. But when I got it through Gamefly and I went to play it with people who have it, they've been playing it a little bit and they know what they're doing and they owned me. And it was really frustrating. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, And again, it felt like there were some bullet sponges out there. And I was just like, I keep, you know, again, like if I play Call of Duty and I, I miss the person, you know, I'll be like, okay, that guy got me or whatever. But I feel like if I hit them and, and just, they still don't go down, that's like so frustrating. Anyway, um, but I noticed that Tom Bissell was playing the Crisis 2 multiplayer. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, dude. And he was with a friend of his in a party. And I was like, so you're still, you're still stalking him then, are you? Still stalking him. Hey, Tom, what's happening? Hey, buddy? Tom, my best friend. Hey, I, I, I have that game too. <laughs> so I sent him a message that was like, you guys aren't looking for another person in your squad, are you? And he was like, he sent me a message back saying, no, I'm about to leave. So maybe <laughs> But then he said, no, come on in. Let's play around. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, talk about party funny. time. Um, yeah, so I played a couple rounds with him. It was so cool. I was like, oh, dude. Ah. And then he's like, so what does Duke Scath mean anyway? And I'm like, oh, that's from this book I wrote. He's like, dude, you wrote a book? And I'm like, yes, he wants to know about my oh, book. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, so anyway, that was a lot of fun. I feel embarrassed for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because I, I said when I realized that he was playing it and I sent him the question, like, you guys don't want another person on your team, do you? I sent Chinny a message, too, while I was waiting to hear back from Tom Bissell. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, Chinny, Tom Bissell's playing Crisis. Oh, my God. And he goes, oh, my God, oh, my God. Chinny wrote back, OMG, OMG, tell him I said hi, but don't make me look desperate. Oh, my God, what are you like, honestly? <laughs> well, so I, I can't get over that. You're, like, starstruck and stuff. And all I mean, it's over the top. I, he's just a cool guy, and, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's, it's the type of thing where normally if people write books – and I yeah, try to get yeah. in touch with them. I never hear back from them. So it's just really cool that he's such a down-to-earth go, dude. Who's this weirdo writing to Yeah, me? I know, right? <laughs> so I don't know. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. He's just – he's a cool guy, and I had a lot of fun playing with him. So And, and, and he asked how the veteran gamers were going. I was like, dude, it's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. In the unlikely event that he's listening to this, hey, Tom. Hi, Tom. man. Let's oh. play again sometime. Yeah. BFF. Yeah. I apologize for you, Tom, if you're listening because, you know. Don't listen to him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry you're stalking you. <laughs> I didn't carve our initials into a tree in the back of our house. What are you talking about? Honestly, you didn't. <laughs> and that tattoo you got, well, that, you know, it never happened. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's me done. Your oh. turn. Uh, yeah. So we've already mentioned Ghostbusters. So I'm, I'm yes. Moving on. Um, but I did play the other demo that came up at the same time, which was Swarm. Yeah, I looked at that. Uh... It was okay. I thought it was interesting concept of having a platformer, but you're controlling a ton of things rather than just one. So what's the idea? Okay. Is it so, sort of like Overlord? I don't know what that is. I'll oh, tell the, the over... Overlord. The yeah, Overlord. Yeah, yeah. Yes, a little bit like Overlord. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, it's similar. Similar mechanics, but not the same game at all. So basically, you're playing like little aliens. So these little tiny blue aliens, right? This spaceship comes down, dumps you on a planet, and you have to basically collect energy to power up the spaceship again. So that's what you're tasked with. Okay. And you have about 20 of these little dudes, and you can either clump them together so they're all in tight mass, 
right, by pressing the left trigger, I think it is. I can't remember which way around it is now. And Or you press the right trigger and they spread out. Okay, so you can collect more energy. And you get multipliers the quicker you collect the energy. It all multiplies. Yeah. Okay. Um, but there's lots of dangerous stuff in between you and getting to the other side of the area. And what you've got to try and do is avoid all your dudes getting killed before you get to the other side and collect... So it's not a big deal if one or two of them dies. No, and every someone, every now and again you'll get like what look like egg pods, I guess. And when you go over them, they regenerate the ones that you've lost. So when it out, you lose, you regenerate. And there's some proper gruesome deaths. So there's like man traps and acid and all sorts of crazy stuff. Mm. And you have to jump over gaps all at the same time. Uh, and there's like a boost button so you can run faster as a group. Mm. Uh, it was quite cool. I liked it. What I, what I particularly liked, though, more than the actual game itself. The game was okay. It's not terrible. It's okay. Uh, but I liked, what I liked more was like in the menu screen, right, there's like a full-size dude, you know, one of your little alien things, quite a big one. And then he says, do not press the Y button. So, obviously, so of course, you pressed it. Of course, you press it. And they get executed in numerous ways. Oh, man. Creative. Them. <laughs> and I just, I just kept spamming the Y button over and over again. Oh, man. How many different ways they could die in this, like, menu screen. <laughs> Uh, and, 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 and you the, making them die. Yeah. So what you don't know is every time you did that, an actual child and, died. And it was like chainsaws, circular saws, oh, swinging axes. There was, all, and it's really quite graphic, right? So that was quite yeah. funny. And then the other thing it does when you get to the end of the demo, right? And it brings up one of these blue things on the screen and says, "Buy this game now, or this whatever it's called gets it." Right. Uh-huh. So if you don't, it's like uh, the National Lampoon movie cover. Yeah. And if you don't kill it, if you don't do it, it gets killed in some sort of. You know, very creative way, pretty much like the menu. Uh, so I liked its comedy. It had a lot of comedy going for it, so I really, really liked that about it. Um, but it, but I wouldn't buy it. I just don't think there's enough game there to buy it. I, I thought it was a clever idea, uh, but it's just not enough. So I played that. Um, I played a couple of iPhone games. Rolling. Uh, so I played uh, Sacred Odyssey, which is another game loft clone of uh, Oblivion, if, if, oh, yeah. in essence. And basically, it's it's a big action RPG on the iPhone. Mm, uh, control it. Is it joysticks? Yeah, it's virtual joysticks, third person, uh, and then it's pretty much hack and slash combat. So there's no sort of tactics or anything in the combat. It's just hacky slashy stuff. Uh, but it was reduced to 59p, so I thought, hell, what the hell? You know, 59p, you can't go wrong, can you? Uh, and it's okay, you know, it's, it's, I'm having fun with it. There's no real, you can't level any stats up at all. There's no real stats for you as a character. Uh, but there's like skill trees, so you obviously pick up different relics and they increase your energy and your your sort of um, accuracy and all that sort of stuff. But you don't actually, there's no numbers involved. It's just sort of you add these relics to different parts of your skill tree to sort of make that a bit stronger. So I quite like that about it. I thought they'd really simplified the RPG elements to it. Uh, but I'm having quite a lot of fun with it so far. It's not the easiest to control, but you can ride a horse in it and stuff, and it does seem pretty big areas. Uh, but It's it does... probably easier to control that horse than it is the two probably world's is. two horse. Is. But what it does, it does this weird thing, right? Because obviously running on an iPhone, and it's quite a, it's quite a nice-looking game. It doesn't look that bad, considering it's on this tiny screen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you know, like with traditional popping, you know, like, yeah. for instance, like you get on Oblivion where you suddenly come up to a tree and it just appears out of nowhere. Right. This does it sort of gradually. 
So oh. it's like the distance is like in fog almost, and as you sort of yeah. get close, it just sort of rolls in. It's got a really weird way of doing the, the like coping with the rendering of the graphics. Mm. It's not terrible, but it is a bit off-putting, you know, because you'll yeah. sort of, you know, you'll be riding to what looks like fog, and then suddenly a cave will appear or something. Yeah. So it's a, I mean, I've, I'm guessing that's the limitation with the hardware, you know. It's, well, yeah. It's overcome, so. I've never really been bothered by that sort of thing until somebody, until I notice it, and then it, like, drives me crazy. Yeah. But most of the time, I don't really mind that. So, especially if I'm like, well, it's that platform, you know. Yeah. So I did that. Started, sort yeah. of enjoyed that. Uh, and then I played another game, a free game. This was free uh, on the hey, iPod Touch. Uh, called Overkill. Okay. Uh-huh. And interestingly, I thought somebody uh-huh. would start a thread in the forums about Overkill. I'm like, oh, I was going to, I'll go in there. And, and no, they were saying they've got Overkill of uh, first person shooting. <laughs> oh, uh, overkill. You built up your expectations. Yeah. So basically, it's. So what's it's, Overkill? Yeah. It's, so it's an interesting, it's like a shooting gallery, I guess, is the best description of it. Uh-huh. Uh, so obviously, these soldiers just pop up at windows and come in from the sides and pop up behind bunkers and things. And you have a virtual like machine gun on the screen, like a ghost machine gun, which you put your finger on and you move it around to aim and obviously just press a button on the on the right hand side to shoot. And that's it, yeah. really. That's about all it is. Uh, but it's got massive sort of upgrading potential. There's, you can upgrade all the weapons. You can buy new ones as you go along to make it quicker. It, it sort of increases the speed of your reload, increases capacity, increases damage as you go along, the more stuff you kill. You get extra bonus points for getting headshots. You get extra bonus points for dispatching everything quickly in a level. Um, And I I don't know whether there's different backgrounds. There's one I'm doing at the moment. Whether that changes once you've done so many of that level and then it moves on to another one, I don't know. But it's, it's quite, for a little sort of, you know, kill 10 minutes type game, it's quite a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. and then the last thing I want to talk about, and again, this is sort of game-related, but sort of isn't at the same time. It's not directly a game, uh, but I got my 3DS. <gasps> Yay! Um, 3DS game. A day early. I got it on Thursday before oh, they were yeah. actually yeah, formally released because shop So two... when does Billy get hers? Well, that's been <laughs> packed away ready for Christmas, so that's, ah. that's gone into the Christmas So you part. just show it to her. Ah, ah, take a look. Oh, that's enough. No, because she still believes in Father Christmas, Mum. Well, no, I'm saying, like... No, you're... no, she's been playing on mine. I've let her on. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and if you, like, don't let her touch it, like, get your no. cookie hand oh, off it. Oh, no, she's been having a good go on it. Yeah, I wouldn't let her anywhere near Why? Why? Because it's expensive and she's a kid. She's very careful with stuff. She lost her DS at one point, didn't she? I said, no, she lost all the games. Well, there you go. Yeah, that is true. She's going to lose all your games, dude. That is true. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've been letting her play on it, you know, and... Uh, so yeah. what's their favorite thing about the DS now? Um, what about the 3DS? Yeah. What, hers? Yeah, the 3DS. No, what's your favorite thing okay. about it now? I'll, I'll talk about it, right, okay. Talk about it. Um, the first thing you notice is it just feels like a proper gaming console. Yeah. Compared In to... In a way that the DS did not? No, the DS still feels, even though I like the games on there, it still feels like a toy. It's very plasticky. It's not very solid. So you're talking about the way it feels in your hand? Just in general, it feels solid. It feels well built. Like before on the DS, everything was plastic. You know, there's nothing yeah. that wasn't plastic on the original DS. Uh, on this, the bottom part and the shoulder buttons are like metal. So mm-hmm. it, so it just feels solid. That substantial feel yeah, in your hands. Yeah, weighty. And it just looks, it's like a grown-up DS, you know, and that's the first thing I noticed, you know, once I got older, because I mean, I'd I'd sort of played one for about 20 minutes, 25 minutes, but until you get it into your hands properly, you know what I mean, and then you get used to it, 
Um, so I was pretty, I was impressed initially with just the way it is compared to original DS. Um, and then the next thing you notice with the original DS, when you boot it up, there's nothing apart from the game that you've got in and settings. Uh-huh. That's all you can do. There's nothing else. There's no other menu yeah. options. And and obviously, if you want to connect to another gamer, if you want to do download play, that's the only options on it. Right. This has got a proper, fully fledged interface built in. It's mm-hmm. got like little icons for all the stuff that you've got. It's got a proper friends list. Yeah. So if you sort of, although it's still a bloody pain to get someone on your friends list on it. <laughs> uh, once they're on, though, then it's yeah. Once they're on, it's fine. But yeah. what I found out, right? I assumed it would work like the PS3 or the 360. So mm-hmm. I gave my code out on Twitter, and so it said anyone who wants to add me, just add me, right? So I got yeah. an email through today off uh, Cubic Cubic Eight or Eight Eighty Eight, so whatever. And he said, "I've added you. I've got one too. I've added you on mine." So I went into my friends' area, and there's no one there. But he locally left his friends' code, so I added his code. And then he appeared on mine. So whether I've just appeared on his, but it doesn't appear on mine until I put his coat. I don't know. It was a bit That's weird. weird. It was a bit like weird. Because on the, on the Xbox, it's like so-and-so. Wants to be your a, friend. You're away, right, exactly. You're waiting to hear back from them or whatever. Yeah, there was no message came up. I was on the weird. internet, nothing. Uh, but as soon as I connected, it were fine. And then it shows their gamer tag, what game they're playing at the time, whether they're on or offline. So once you've done all that, it's actually quite cool, you know. So that So that was pretty cool. Um, the AR stuff, I've been having a real good go with the AR, and, and I've been doing lots of fishing on my table for some weird uh-huh. reason. It has so does it make your table into like a pond or something? Yes, it does indeed, yeah. That's so it cool. makes your table surface all ripple and stuff, uh-huh. and you drop your fishing line in, and then you've got, so you catch all these fish, uh, and then you have a little sort of book to sort of record them in. Are you going to be like... Dude, I gotta get more fish out of the table. And I like, know, so yeah. I was talking about I was fish on the table. You don't see them? They're everywhere. This is true, right? I was at, and I've got free <laughs> fishing now because, right? What this it does this other cool thing, right? Where it it's a, a pedometer as well. Okay, so as you sort of go walking with it in your pocket, for every hundred steps that you take, or is it found? You've walked a hundred steps. No, it's every yeah every is it every hundred every thousand? I don't know now. I think it might be hundred. Yeah, every hundred steps you take, you get a coin. Oh, nice! Does it so, make a little coin sound? No, I've never heard it make a noise, but you get one. And then I would love to have it be like, "You walked a hundred steps." Yeah. I'll put that on in the classroom. Okay, you can have up to ten coins a day. So when you've done a thousand steps, you get your maximum quota for the day. Yeah. Okay, and then you can buy stuff in the augmented reality and also in other games. Once they come That's out, you'll be able to like buy stuff. Exercise. Yeah, with your coins. Uh, and you can have up to a maximum of 300 coins. So when you get to 300, it stops. I can just see a lazy kid being like, come here, boy. He, like puts it on his dog. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go and run around with that on. Be fine. Um, so I bought some extra stuff. So you can go in the augmented reality stuff and you can go to a little shop. There's like a little little building appears on your table. You can fire at that and then you can go in and buy stuff. Um fish and a store in the table there is come there on is. We'll, we'll, we'll get someone to help you with that I <laughs> uh, and i bought a clock for one gold coin it's like a 3d clock and when you press the fire button a cuckoo pops out of the table there's <laughs> uh, a bird and a fish and a store yeah. in the table and an earth a planet earth with a, and it pinpoints obviously where you are in the world obviously from your internet connection so obviously. there's a little pointer in england and it tells me where i am uh, so there was that, and that was one gold coin. Uh, but the thing I did get was free fishing, right? It's called free fishing. And what it does, right, it, it has a full day-night cycle. So you sit fishing, and then obviously the stars and the moon will come out, and there's different fish you can catch in the night than you can catch in the day. 
<laughs> so I've been I was playing fishing for about fifteen minutes. So yeah. So I like that. I like the augmented reality stuff, and I think that's really cool. Um. So anyway, I did all that. And now the one thing I'm really impressive, but I haven't. I just haven't had a chance to try it out because. I need to meet other people or pass other people with with 3DSs. Is a street pass thing that oh, I have. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Okay, and the way this works is you set it up so that it's public and obviously people can see you, and right. you set obviously you do your me, your little wee yeah. me thing that's in there, right. uh, and you put a little message on your me, and basically if, if I pass someone else who's got those activated, my me will appear in the console, yeah, saying hello basically. Huh. Right, so it does that. You can't customize which message it is. Yeah, you can. I can. Uh, like I don't totally, know. or do you have to like, choose from a list? No, no, you can just put a little message in your little bubble. Penis in your face. Yeah, it, apparently it it recognizes vulgar words and won't translate because it it warns you. So yeah. especially like your username and stuff like that. It said, yeah, yeah. you know, if you use any sort of unacceptable, you'll be able to see, but nobody else will. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sort of obviously they'll... in your face. And it'll just yeah. pop up. So it does that, and and that's sort of pretty cool. But then also within that area there's two games mm. and one's like just like a jigsaw puzzle yeah. and what will happen is if you pass other people with theirs on and one of their me's occasionally one of their me's will be holding a piece of jigsaw puzzle to give you mm. that's and interesting. That, that's interesting so then you have to fill in them as you're going along by me you just wander around looking for people three yes yeah. hey you come here give me a jigsaw puzzle piece it... there's fish in the table oh it's completely wireless so you don't even know it's done it you just get a little alert telling you that it's yeah. happened and then their me appears in your plaza, so eventually your plaza will fill up with other me's from all the other people you've passed. I love somebody ten years ago hearing this conversation. Your me? What the hell? This guy doesn't know how to speak English. What are you talking about? So that, His me that. is in my me, and there's fish in the table. This and guy's then, insane. And then there's an adventure game, like some sort of weird adventure game. But again, it, it's reliant on meeting other people who are playing it. Yeah, that's cool. So, but I, get social with it, make it like four square. And well, I thought that very much thought that. Uh-huh. And already, uh, someone somewhere, I saw this the other day, a story that they've already set up uh, this. They've already done that. They've like actually set up. Yeah, they've actually set up a, like a little forum where 3ds yeah. users can go and then meet up in different yeah. pieces. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I just imagine it being like, yeah, you don't, whatever. I don't care. I don't even care who you are. Just give me a jigsaw puzzle piece. Let's yeah. go. Come on. Keep it moving. So, yeah, it does feel a bit like that. Um, yeah. So, that did all that. So, that's all really cool. Okay. Yeah. And then there was an update. First night, an update straight away. Smack. Like a firmware update. Uh, yeah. So, I downloaded the update. And lo and behold, when I turned it back on, there was a 3D video film. Yay. Uh, that obviously wasn't there originally when I bought it. Yeah. Uh, and it was very, I was very impressed. I've got to say, with sort of movie-wise, it works yeah. really, really well. well cool. I was more impressed than I thought it would be. Would you uh, watch a whole feature film on it? Definitely. Definitely. Really? I thought it was very clever. And it's really sharp. It's way sort of better definition than you'd ever think. Uh-huh. So I was really quite impressed with that. But yeah. then it also says for a limited time. So I'm guessing when the next update comes, it'll disappear. Uh-huh. But well, Watch it now. Watch it again. But I'm also trying to figure out what the point of that is. Is that to say, look, we're going to have 3D movies available on here. This is how good it'll look. Yeah, maybe. Or is it, in a future update, we're going to allow you to do 3D video. We're going to do an update which will give you a little app to sort of film in 3D. I don't really know. I'm a bit confused as to what it's for. You the know? former seems more likely. I mean, you know, they get paid by doing 3D movies and nobody else has that. And, yeah. Know. 
I don't know, but it was cool. Uh, I've taken loads of 3D photos. That works way better than I thought it did at the de- when I demo. Is there any way for you to post them on the site? Nope. Because obviously that would be very the, interesting to see. Because you, you, you need the 3DS to see them. Well, I know, but I'm saying that sometimes if you take a 3D picture, like what it's doing is it's taking two pictures at once, right? Correct. Right. So if you were to take those two pictures, you know, like those stereogram images where you yep. cross your eyes and you see a pony or something. It's like that. That's what yeah, it reminds me. Sometimes of. you could do that if you had the two pictures and you could just put them up there. And we could try to see what it looks like. But no, it, it if saves you can't in, do it. Then you can't do it. No, it saves them in a weird format as well. So the uh, only ones you can transfer to your computer are the two D ones. Uh, that's annoying. It's cool though. It's very but, cool. Yeah, sounds interesting. But anyway, I did get one game, only one, yeah. uh, which was Rayman 3D. Ah, uh, and. Uh, What's interesting, I realised afterwards that this game is available on the iPhone for two ninety nine. Uh, so I could have bought it on there and just played it in. But it wouldn't be three D. It is normal two D. Um, I've got to say, in some ways, the the game, the three D games, are probably the weakest part so far. Because <laughs> um, it works, yeah. but it's so temperamental. Now, what I also think is that. Because all the games so far, it's a bit like, it reminds me of, you know when 3D movies first started coming out? Yeah. And they took original movies and, and added 3D right, right. post yeah. sort of filming. And it was oh, all right, but it didn't work. And then obviously Avatar came out, which was filmed in 3D, and suddenly yeah. you saw the difference between that oh, sure. and the stuff that had come before it and realized that if it was filmed in 3D, it made a massive difference. Yeah, absolutely. Just like high def. I think this is similar. I think the stuff we see now, which is obviously the remakes and you know stuff like that, aren't working that well. I think they've done what they could to sort of bring stuff out at launch. Um, I believe, and this is what interests me, or what I find quite cool, is that Street Fighter, although I'm not a Street Fighter fan, so there's no way I'm buying that, uh, but I believe the Street Fighter has the best 3D and actually is quite forgiving. You can sort of angle it and wave it around and stuff, and it doesn't affect the picture that much in rayman there was there's a lot of ghosting and every now and again as i'm playing it Mm. i suddenly lose focus on it and i'm getting two images at the same time uh which is a bit weird when you're playing a platformer so that happened and then the other thing that happened was it's crashed twice uh whilst playing it uh, once on, oh jeez! So not the crash, but obviously it's, it's old school. So you have to complete a whole level to turn it off. You know what I mean? So you have to sort of complete the whole level, and but you can't turn it off otherwise. Um, so that was a bit weird. Uh, the other thing it does, which is a bit strange as well, you can suspend the game and go into your menus, yeah. Mm. But if you oh. try to open another menu. It, you have to still close the original app, so you can't go into your friends list while you've got something else running. That's annoying. Yeah, so it sort of has the facility, but it's not quite right, mm. if you know what I mean. But I've, yeah. I'll tell you what, and the thing that I think frustrated me slightly is when I'm reading all the reviews and listening to people talk about it, right, everybody's focusing on the 3D thing, which is, you know, rightly so. Yeah. But it's so much more than that. You know what I mean? The sort of the improvements to the operating system on it, the improvements to the, you know, the the processor inside. It's mega faster, and the graphics that they'll be able to have on there compared to an original DS. There'll be no comparison, you know, yeah. once people start programming for it correctly. Yeah, you know, just start getting their head around it. And but I think, right now, yeah, I ain't got games. Yeah, it ain't got games. 
Yeah, and I think I sort of agree. And I'm 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 excited to see when the first proper you know that at the moment it's a bit of a gimmick and it's sort of just 3D everything. What I'm waiting to see is when someone builds in the 3D, the augmented reality, the fact that it's got a gyroscope inside it now, and, and all that other stuff that it might, and the street passing, you know, all the stuff that it could do yeah. is where I see the potential rather than right. just focusing right. on the 3D aspect at the moment. Right. I think there's a lot of, of possibilities and I'm really looking forward to it. No doubt. You know, so hopefully, hopefully, you know, those will start to come by the end of the year. And I'm looking forward to Zelda, you know. Uh, and again, I never played it originally as with Rayman. I'm enjoying Rayman. I think it's a cool game. I've got to say, I'm really enjoying Rayman. Um, but I'm a, a guessing I'll really enjoy Zelda as well. So, you know, that'll give me plenty to play for a long time, I would have thought. It certainly will. Um, I'm going to London next week for a meeting. So yeah. I will give it a, I've got five, you know, four hours on a train. So I will give it a good, a good play on the train on the way down there and see how it holds up. You know, and then you'll try the 3DS. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, very. Uh, and that's about. Oh no, it isn't. That isn't it, is it? No, that's not it. I nearly missed the game because I've oh, gone. Geez. Yeah, because I started a bit further down. Um, playing crazy stuff. Yeah. What I want to talk. Yeah, love film. Oh God, again. Ah, oh, love film. So we had you Alan Wake. Love film. So I got Alan Wake. Finished the, the DLC, sent that yeah. back. Yeah, did yeah, that. Good. So I thought, well, I had this is what I had on my list, right? Bulletstorm PS3, Bulletstorm 360, Crisis 2 PS3, Crisis 2 360, Dragon yeah. Age 2 PS3, Dragon Age 2 360. So I put, if it's multi-platform, I put yeah, both. Yeah, I never thought to do that. I've got a home front on both platforms. Uh-huh. I've got Killzone 3, Motorstorm Apocalypse, Yakuza 4, Fable 3, <laughs> Super no, Mario. No, they're not sending you any of that. And Test Drive Unlimited 2, right? So I've got all of those games, right? Well, what else did you have on there that they sent you okay. instead? I had some lots of low. I've, I've actually taken off everything I'm not bothered about now. Because... Well, that's the thing. That's what I realized. That's how I got Crisis 2. So they take me... everything else off and just wait. They sent me Singularity, which I'd already played and just haven't quite... Did you have removed it from your list? No, because I wanted to finish it at some point, but it was on well, my... You never very, finished it, right. Okay. Very, very low priority. <laughs> Well, they don't care about priority, man. It's on his list. Send it to him. Anyway, so I thought, well, as you've sent to me, I will finish the game. Uh, and in all honesty, I was only two hours from the end. It only took me a couple of hours to actually finish it up. Uh, so it didn't take that long. Uh, I really liked it. I was really yeah. impressed with the ending. I thought the ending was great. The ending was good? Yeah, it had it had that overpowered thing, which I thought was just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, you know, where you get your, your sort of your shockwave thing maxed out to, like, superpower. Yeah. And that last part of the game, there is no challenge at all. You're literally running through it, just killing everything. Oh, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's a great feeling. Yeah, I love that about it. And, I think and you should was... be able to have that at the end of a game. You know, you worked so hard to get there. Yeah, Let me be yeah. a badass for a while. And, it, and up to that point, it was hard. You know, there was a lot of stuff coming out. A lot of stuff. Especially when there's those little things running around. Oh, God, those God, are insane. So there was all that, and then it, it rewards you. And there's no stupid boss fight at the end, and I really like that That's about true. it. I, really, I much prefer games without any stupid boss. I don't think we need boss fights anymore. You know no, what I mean? I'd, I appreciate a game where there isn't a boss fight at the end. Yes, I hear you. And and I love the twist as well. I really, I did not see that coming. Yeah. I can. I feel it. like I should have seen it coming, but whatever. Yeah. It's and good. I like actually, but I didn't. And I like yeah. the end. I like the way the way it ended where it started as well. I really. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, but different. I like. Yeah. So yeah, Singularity. If you've not played it, and I've, I may have given a little bit of spoilerish, but nothing too spoilerish there. But I never played Time Splitters. Yeah, I'm trying to think about other games that have used time. See, I say of time obviously is classic. 
I played I think Singularity is one of the best games that ever uses time. Well, I played, I can't remember which time splitters it was. It was either two, three. It, it had co op, and you played two different characters. Yeah. Uh, each one was in a different time zone. And I remember it, it's the first co-op game I ever played to the end with my mate, and I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. So Time Splitters was really quite cool. You should get that. You've got a PS2 in your garage or whatever it is you base. Yeah, I could do that. I just I'm just thinking about games that use like fiddle with time. A lot of games sort of try it and don't do much with it, but I think Singularity and Sands of Time, the Prince of Persia game, did a really good job with using it for an interesting effect. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, anyway, real quick, I got one more game that I forgot to oh, talk about. Uh, oh, you don't hey. know Jack demo. Uh, eh, you know, I played the original back on the PS1. It's the same exact game. It's fun and cute, but it's kind of annoying too because it's like over the top obnoxious. Uh, so the demo was fun, but I, I I could see myself maybe getting it someday far in the future when it's really cheap. They should have done it as an XBLA game. I can't imagine anybody buying that whole game. No, I'm sure. I've never, I've never heard of it, and I'm not that bothered. I don't even know what it is. Is it like a quiz show thing? It is a quiz show, yeah, and you're just pushing buttons to choose your answer. And the questions are pretty hard, but, you know, you feel good when you get one. But it's just – it's it's so eh, smarmy. I think smarmy yeah. is the best word for it. So, eh. Okay. Um, okay. So as we, as we mentioned earlier – yeah, it doesn't matter. It's a good job Chini wasn't here, I reckon. Yeah, I know, right? We don't have time for him oh. anyway. Um. Yeah, 3DS, get one, they're cool, and I want more friends. Yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, what I'll do uh, at some point while we're having a break, I will get my 3DS and I will read out my friend code. So if anyone wants to oh, send yeah. me a friend request, although I don't know how you send the friend request, they'll have to email me or something with the number. I don't know, it's weird. We have but to get a piece of paper and they'll have to uh, exchange numbers. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, as I did mention at the beginning of the show, Yeah, Quamrian unfortunately isn't here. Uh, oh wait, that's for Chinny. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Um, actually, and I do need to mention he may not be here anymore. That's uh, oh, the, yeah, unfortunately, uh, that's not for definite. Uh, but unfortunately, he has got some personal stuff going on, so I'm not sure uh, how long he'll be away for. If he'll come, come back, back or whatever. Back. Yeah, we want him back, but I I don't know. We'll have to watch this space and, and yes. we'll anyway. Folks. Yeah. In the meantime, I have got a guest reviewer in his place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did go to someone on the forums. Uh, you may recognise his voice, and right. you may not do. You may not do. You may not have heard of him. I'm good at recognising voices. Yep. And he is a friend from the Overseas Connection, so I'll not say any more than that until uh, we've listened to his review. Uh, and then we'll tell him what we think about the game that he's chosen for us this week. Look, someone new choosing us a game to play. Hey. Yeah. So uh, let's have a listen to that. All right. Indie game review review. I is Mr. Skuldegrer, friend of VG, and hanger outer and hanger honor to Mr. Chin. I follow him everywhere, and I'm here to tell you about an indie game. The indie game that I'm going to recommend that you go out and have a go at, and uh, all you guys as well, go try and uh, say what you want of it, is uh, Uzi Earth Adventure, Episode One. Nice little platformer. And I think uh, Stu might appreciate the uh, visuals in it, because I feel it's a very nice-looking game. In fact, I feel it's one of the nicest-looking indie games that I have uh, had the pleasure of playing. Um, the game gameplay is very old-school-y type platformer. It's got a nice range of jumps. Uh, I, I, I'm one of the guys that likes big... Uh, striding spongy jumps uh, in my platformers and this has got that 
Now, it's got a lot of power-ups and stuff built into the game, but you have to purchase it to get the pleasure of it. I think if they was going to do the demo again, I would have tweaked it so that you got a little bit of a feel for it. Uh, it's a time-limited demo, so you do get a, a good try of the game, so you will get to, to get into the level, uh, get a bit of depth there, um, but I do feel they could have given you the chance to try some of the power-ups uh, within the game. But, uh, yeah... I like it. It's 80 points. It is a bargain. I've not looked into the dev side of it, but I, I would like to know who the dev is because whoever's wrote it has it, got a really good eye for um, illustrations and so on, and uh, they've done a really, really good job. It looks like a polished game. I would not feel perturbed from paying money on the Xbox Live Arcade for this game. It's a uh, very nice looking, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. So. Give it a bash. So, did you uh, recognize uh, him? No, I didn't, because at no point did the person fall asleep during the review, so I couldn't tell uh, who it was, because they were just... awake the whole time. Absolutely. See, that makes a difference. See, it does. does I'm used, I, it's like when a person usually wears a hat, and then you see him without the hat, and you're like, I didn't recognize you without the hat. They that's, that's... recognize him with being awake. Or a beard, if you had a beard for that matter. <laughs> Yes, but so, yes, hooray for Skullduggery. Hooray, hooray for Richard, yeah. Thank you. Mr. Primrose himself, so yeah. Filling in in a pinch. So yes, he gave it, so he's told us what he thought about the game, so I guess I have to come to you. So it's Uzi, Earth Adventure, uh, part one, I believe. You know, I wanted to like this game. It, the menus are slick. It's just slick. It's like black. Black. <laughs> um... You know, this, there's nothing wrong with the game. It's a really well-done platformer. The graphics are excellent. The controls are fine. The sound is cute. Uh, I just didn't have any fun playing it, is all. God, I can't believe that. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I mean, 80 points as well is nothing. And did you buy it? I did buy it, straight up. Hey! No, absolutely no hesitation. All right, uh, yeah, for 80 points, I thought, you know what, it's brilliant. And I agree. I, I think the graphics, I think it looks I think it looks so cool. I think it's yeah, a it really, really does. I mean, the animations are cool when you yeah. die. There's a special little animation. I mean, it's I it's love the really story. Powerful. I love the story. You know, they're sort of, he's run out of petrol and, you know, he's crash-landed on a planet and then everybody hates him. Yeah, well, at the beginning, you get a little cut. It's really quite amusing. You know, he sort of does this little cut scene thing at the beginning where he oh, sort of... Like, Come on, let's play. Let's yeah, play. where he crash lands on the planet and everybody... And he can't understand why all the all the cute and cuddly creatures hate him. Um, so, yeah, and, and what it does, which is really cool, um, obviously, because I'll have played, I guess, a lot more than you did. Um, as you get into the second level, you, it keeps on adding in new stuff, right? What I would recommend this for, I got Millie to play it. I, got, I put Millie on it. And I she, kids being she loved it because it's simple yeah. enough for a kid to grasp. Yeah. Uh, but there's enough challenge there for them to feel some reward when they do get something right. Yeah. And it does do a good job of like, you know, you get used to one enemy, you you, you bounce on a bunch of them, yeah. and then it turns one in that has like a metal body and you can't destroy it by jumping on it. Like, well, okay, not until you get a bit further into the game. Yeah. So he keeps on because basically the story is when he when he comes around as well, he's lost all his clothes, so he's only in his pants. Right. And basically, you work your way through the game to get all his clothing back. So that's yeah. part of the story as well, yeah, because he's no clothes anymore. Ooh, naked! Uh, yep. 
And then obviously it starts adding in these other enemies. So there's ones where these snails like hide in the bushes and there's just their eyes popping out. And when you land in front of them, they shoot at 90 miles an hour straight towards you. Yeah, and that's in the demo. Yep, so you get that in the demo. Uh, and then when you get to the next level, uh, you start getting uh, hedgehogs that are rolling towards you like fireballs, I guess, coming down the hill. And obviously nice. you can't land on hedgehogs because they're pretty spiky. Uh, so you've got to avoid those at all costs. Uh, then it adds in vines to climb along, so you can start climbing from vine to vine uh, and spikes on all of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you get to the third level, you get your, your pants back, your special pants. Hey, pants! Um, yeah. Yay! Trousers or whatever. And what that allows you to do is, like, power jumps, so you can do, like, slams down and break through sort of breakable surfaces and stuff. <laughs> They're like magical pants. Yeah. But also, you can kill the metal snails, so, ah, you, can, so nice. you can use... So, so it, I just it, didn't get my pants on. No. Uh, so I, I did worry, I must admit, I did worry that it wasn't going to keep adding enough in to be interesting. You know, it was just going to be the same thing all the way through. Right, uh, but right. it's not. I really loved it. I can't recommend it enough, you know. It's a really, you know, if 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 you like platformers and it's, you know, basically just jumping is the whole game, but but that's fine. Like it's like I say it's really well done, so. And it's really accurate. The jumping itself is very accurate. You yeah, know? you can tell exactly where you're going to land and um, you you can do small jumps and large jumps and I think they've got to be applauded yeah. and I think if you've got kids and you want to get into the game it's fun. absolutely ideal for children. It's a really good game for kids, yeah. Yeah, it's very bright, very colourful, really easy to get your head around, but there's still enough challenge there for everyone, I think. You know, and I think yeah. some kids would find it pretty challenging. Even Millie found it, and she's she's a beast on Mario, and she found some parts a bit tricky. Oh, yeah. She is a Mario beast. So, yeah, it's a two thumbs up from me for Uzi. Uh, yeah. yeah, Earth Adventure. Two I give one thumbs up. One thumbs up from you. I think I don't know. In a way, I think maybe I'm done with jumping shooter or jumping platformers. Are you done with jumping? Yeah, I'm all jumped out. You all jumped out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there you go. Thank you for that school again. It was very kind. Yes, of you thank to you. In, and uh, who knows who we'll have next week doing the yes. indie games? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Who knows? Who knows? Um, okay, let's uh, do a little bit of new stuff. I've got some new stuff this week. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Duke Nukem delayed again. <laughs> It's coming out this year. It is coming out. Now, interesting. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be 80 points at least. Now, interesting. Everybody cried foul of this, right? Yeah, of course. And said they were doing it on purpose just to oh. get some more publicity because it's like the game that's been delayed forever. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? I mean, that's... It just seems silly that they would... I mean, okay, look. People. Who is it that's doing it now? Uh, Gear- Gearbox. Gearbox? Yeah. You know how long we've been waiting for this game. Don't give us a date if you're not 100% certain that it will be ready on that date. Just don't do it at all. You see, I I, I have another theory on this. <laughs> you I don't a, think it's I, a trick? No, I think, right, okay, I'll be honest with you. I've heard a few podcasts lately, quite big ones, you know, like, uh, I think it was on, I'm trying to think which one it was now. I don't trust them. But it was one of the podcasts, and apparently they were demoing it at PAX East. Uh, so they actually had a playable demo there. Uh, and every podcast I've listened to that has talked about the demo said it was pretty terrible. Well, that's because their expectations have been built up for 10 well, years. They said... They're going to live up to but that. The, the one comment that stuck with me is one said, it was like playing a game from 10 years ago. Because <laughs> it is a game from right? 10 years ago. That's how they described it. They should hurry up now and just start from scratch and just well, pump out something completely different. I think, do you know what I think they're doing? I think they thought, oh, bollocks. 
Uh, let's see if we can just make it a bit better than that. I don't know. I mean, the impression I get, uh, I was listening to the One Up show, and he said the the developers have said they've tried to keep it as true to what the vision Oh, I don't do that. Of the original game was. And so the, what that vision was, taking forever to never be good enough. The only stuff they've added in is the multi... There's a all-new multiplayer that Gearbox have added into it that wasn't there originally. And the and the rest of the stuff is is all the, you know... These twats the, are going to cost me 10 quid. I mean, I'm, I am definitely not buying this game, whatever, anyway. <laughs> I just think it's going to be awful. And I think, I'll be honest with you, I think my 10 quid's in the bag. <laughs> I really do, from what I've heard. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, ten quid's in the bag. Too early to tell, too early to okay. tell. Talking of multiplayer, let's have a talk about this, because Fox News are getting all the knickers in a twist over the multiplayer for this game. Oh, what a shock. Okay. Over what, Duke Nukem? Yep, because of the uh, the game modes that are going to be available for you to play. Let me guess, they're not for kids. A Duke Nukem game that's not for kids. No. Who would okay. have ever thought? So we've got, okay, we've got Duke Match, right? Instead of death match. Instead of death oh. match. You get what they do. I get it. Duke match. Team Duke match. Hey, I like all the use of the word Duke. I know. Are you impressed? Uh, Hail to the king, which is like yeah, the king of the hill mode. Okay. Yeah. And then the one that's causing the most controversy, capture the babe. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. And basically, right. Okay. In capture the babe, the opposing team's babe will sometimes freak out when captured. So you have to give her a gentle smack to quieten her down. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, that sucks. That's what you got to do. It's not sexist or anything. I know. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, not like the original Duke Nukem well, was right, sexist know, at all either. We know what Duke is, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. And when I was 13, I thought it was pretty funny. But right. to be fair, I don't know if you ever like hit well, a woman well, in past games. No. That's taking it to a different level, man. Yeah, no, it's only a gentle smack. Yeah, whatever. That's what everybody right. says. All guys are like, "Yeah, I just gave her a love tap." Yeah, ah, black right. eye. I don't know why. I mean, I mean, to a certain extent, you know, all we're doing is feeding stupid Fox News with stuff that they love about video games and love. And it's, to... the, it's the same thing as the No Russians. It's like we're edgy and over the top, and we're like taking it to dangerous places. No, you're sensationalizing your game for the sake of creating hype. It's stupid. Don't do that. Yeah, that sucks. And there's going to be eight player four on four matches with two teams of Dukes wearing either red or blue shirts. So that's so that's you're not. Fun. You know, there'll be ten maps at launch, including. Morning Wood, uh, a Vegas casino-inspired level, and Duke Burger, uh, where he sees all Dukes' miniatures running around in a giant world. What does that have to do with burgers? God knows. An XP system will enable players to customize their Duke. Oh, surprise, surprise, because I've never seen that before. Uh, <laughs> while picking up steroids will allow for one-hit kill punches and faster running. Uh, confirmed <sighs> weapons include pistol, shotgun, ripper chain gun, pipe bomb, RPG, shrinker gun, rail gun, freezer, devastator, and trip bomb while jetpacks will feature in some of the multiplayer maps. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. There you go. And I mean, they've, we've had the lesbian trailer now as well released. And, uh, one just stop of the, telling me about this, man. The more I hear about this game, the less I want to care. Uh, the beginning of the uh, demo that was at PAX East. Uh, Why two, did I ever bet 10 quid that this game was going to be good? Two girls are giving him a blowjob in the demo. Oh. So, Wait, I thought you said it's lesbians. Yeah, well, there's that as well, apparently. So that's something else. Oh. So, are you still thinking it's going to be good? No. I can't believe I made this stupid bet. I know I'm going to. It sounds like shit. It sounds like they should just cancel it now. Hey-ho. That's just unfortunately. All right. Moving on. 
no, we'll wait and see. That game ever existed. Well, apparently, it's coming out in June now. Anyway, well, it's uh, out in June. No, it's never coming out. That game. Interestingly, exist. I'll tell you something else I didn't realize. Okay, because uh, on my on my love film list has has been moved up into my actual list. Uh, Child of Eden. That oh, yeah, huh? this Friday coming. Uh, so that's coming out. So I was like, huh, I didn't know that was coming so soon. I've lost track of that one. Uh, so hopefully that will come and we'll decide whether it is worth uh, the the money or it's just sort of a rental or should be an arcade game. Who knows? We'll see. Yes. We'll see. So we'll, what that, about, Are there any good cool. games that have a confirmed release date? Yes, Fear 3. Uh, Yay! Yeah, but I'm not convinced it's going to be good, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not either, but I mean, I don't know. I really want it to be good. So See, I hated Fear 1. Because it was so hard, and I, I just got pissed off with it. I liked Fear Two, yeah. you know, and I really enjoyed the game. And I thought they fixed all the stuff that I didn't like about the first one. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it's got you know John Carpenter and you know yeah. Steve Niles are credited yeah. as providing stuff for the you know the game and writing and etc. So it's either going to it's either going to be good or it's just going to be terrible. I think I don't think there's going to be any in between. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not convinced. I just hope the gameplay is as good as Fear 2, because I didn't really care about the story so much, but I thought the gameplay was really good in Fear 2. So if it's as good as that, I'll be happy. Uh, there is a game coming to PS3 that I wanted to just touch on, and you've probably never heard of this. you probably not watched the trailer. Probably uh, not. Uh, there's a game called Machinarium, or Machinarium. I'm not sure how the best way to pronounce that. You know what? I've heard of this. It's uh, it's on Steam, I think. It is. It's an indie game on Steam. Yeah, that's why I've seen it. I've seen the demo on Steam. I haven't played it, but... It looks very, very cool, I have to say. It's very quirky. It is. It's sort of a point-and-click adventure game with a really steam... No, I don't think it's steampunk. I don't know what the best way to call it is. It's yeah, that it's steampunk. Very old-fashioned vibe with... Uh, old robots living there. If it's old-fashioned and there's robots, that's yeah. steampunk. Yeah, it pretty much is. I guess steampunk <laughs> is the best way to describe it. But yeah. it looks so cool. I mean, the trailer... So is it puzzles that you're yeah, solving? Yeah, all like puzzles, all point and uh, click. And it looks it looks truly great. So, And and his inventory, he just swallows everything. So mm. he puts it all in his mouth and then it appears at the top of your it's screen. like Bender. Yeah. Yeah. B-E-N-D-R, oh, Bender. But it looks cool. It looks like an old-fashioned painting by some surrealist artist or something weird. It's it's all very weird looking, um, but it looks great. So I'm looking forward to playing this. I think it's going to be yeah. very, when very... When does that come out? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think there's a confirmed release date for it, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, but it's out sometime this summer, I think. How about this? I'll play the demo on Steam and let you know what I think. Yeah, let me know. And the interesting thing about this game, just to sort of let you know as well, is it was offered to Xbox. Sort of, uh-huh. they went over to Xbox and said, would you like to publish this game for us, this little indie game we've made? And Xbox said, yeah, we like it, but we want exclusivity. So, you know, if you're coming over to us, uh, we want exclusive rights. Wait, wait, wait. Microsoft demanded greed? I know. Oh, I come know. on. You must be talking about some other company. And uh, so they went, no bugger off, and then went to Sony, and Sony's like, yeah, hell yeah, we'll publish this for you. It looks great. So yeah. so it's coming onto PSN instead, and obviously be on Mac. It's available on Mac as well. So well, Mac, right. PC, and Steam, and obviously, you know, coming to PSN near you. So Machinarium, or Machinarium, I don't know the best way to pronounce it, but look out for it, because again, it's another great-looking game that's coming to, you know, downloadable. So I reckon that we should keep an eye out for that one. And Microsoft's going to be like, man, we should have taken advantage of that instead of being greedy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. 
So anyway, we'll see. We'll see. And yes. I think I think I think Microsoft does that a lot. And I think that's why we sometimes end up with some, you know, quirky games coming to the PS3 and maybe not quite similar. There are some. Obviously, we had Limbo and things like that. Ilo Milo. That and Ilo Milo. But we don't always get those games. You yeah, know, I'd say uh, PSN probably has a leg up on the quirkiness. Yeah, I think because Microsoft's not going for quirky, man. It's going for hardcore breach yeah. on uh, Xbox. And I think PSN also. I don't think they're as bothered about what games. Yeah. So they're quite happy to publish pretty much anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll take whatever you got. Yeah, something I'll, to distract uh, people from home. Yeah. So as a result, we got some cool stuff. Um, okay. Yes, uh, Hollywood's going to get into video games even more. Uh, oh, now what? Yeah. Uh, so basically, yeah, it's not good, is it? But the Weinstein <laughs> Company uh, have decided they're going to try and make video games. Uh, okay, what is the Weinstein Company? That sounds uh, familiar. They've done some decent yeah, stuff. Yeah, Hellraiser, Halloween. Street. You know what? The first Hellraiser movie is actually a good movie. Of course it is. It was Clive Barker. What do you expect? Well, he made some shit, though. No, he made shit in films, but he's a brilliant writer. <laughs> well, he can't be a brilliant writer. I wouldn't say he's always a brilliant writer. But anyway. Weave World, man. Weave Did you ever play that Jericho game that he made, though? No, I played the demo. Uh, I didn't like dumb. it much. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. But he, so, did a, he did another one called Undying on the PC, and that uh, was meant to be pretty good. Undying, uh, it was meant to be pretty good. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so Halloween, Scream, Scary Movie, Children of the Corn... Yeah, lots of horror flicks and stuff, and now they want to get into games because that always works, doesn't it? <laughs> it's a magical combination. I, I've I've got to say, have you seen the trailer for Sucker Punch? No, I have not. There's a there's a film coming out called Sucker Punch. Okay. And it just looked like a video game. It looked <laughs> like a film version of a video game. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, is it like the Punch Master? Do you ever see the Punch Master? No, I never did. Punch. I have to show you the Punch Master. It's awesome. Oh no, I'll have to see that. But yeah, I'm I'm concerned that sort of films are trying to become more like games. Yeah. And obviously filmmakers wanna make games. So I don't okay. really I think it's all blurring into one big thing now. Yes, it is. Well, a lot of people probably just see it as like another thing to get into, you know. It's like, oh, we could do a comic book, we could do a video game, you know, how are we gonna sell this to the kids? And it's just it's annoying because it should really be I don't know. I think games should be made by people who really know what they're doing. And then we've got David Cage going, uh, we are making games that are like a film with interactive experience. So uh, there you go. <laughs> Your favorite person, you uh, know. Quantic Dreams on. Quantic Dreams. Yes. Who knows what they're going to bring us next. Who knows. Right. Um, so yeah, God love us. Stop with the movie tying game things. Yes. Don't Stop. work. Don't work. They don't work. Okay. Uh, what I'd like to do at this point is we'll do some egg timer topics. Oh, yeah. Egg timer topics. And then after we've done those, we have, I, I said Surface Lizard, Lizard, sorry. I said Surface Lizard isn't here, but you never know. He may be. I don't know. He Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. Who knows? Ooh, may he have recorded something a little ahead of time? I don't know. I don't know. We'll In have to wait. In case of emergency, smash glass and play this file. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Actually, interestingly, I emailed him and said, don't worry, I've got something we can play instead. And he yeah. said, did I record something? I can't remember. And I'm like, well, I don't know. You'll have to wait and see. Maybe you did. Who knows? Uh-huh. Maybe you just had a blank. Can't really uh-huh. remember. Okay. Uh, so let's have the intro. Egg timer. Topics. Egg, 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 egg time. Topics. There you go. 
Yeah. Uh, first one, uh, and we'll come to emails at the end. And you know, we've had a complaint, so I thought we better get oh. this out of the way in case you know. Oh, not that we pander to people complaining, but you know what I mean. I do. Well, I don't I, want anyone sorry. complaining. I don't want to make everyone happy all the time. Yeah, we don't want to upset people. Uh, but Dave Dog, you did send us some egg timer topics quite a while ago. It has yeah. to be said. This was this was on Valentine's Day. This is how long ago we wow. sent this. In. Well, we just loved it so much. I know. But Valentine's okay. Day. Okay. One of one of the, he had two. He had two. But one we already talked about, uh, which yeah. was the Xperia phone and being charged for games you'd already bought. Uh, oh, we so spent, we, we spent 20 years talking about that. We did, that. spent ages talking So we already talked about it. Uh, and the other one was a bit topical, and I've not heard anything about this, so I may have just missed some news or whatever. Uh, but apparently, um, Activision have been reportedly, and this was all that time ago, so this is over a month ago. <laughs> At the time, we were reportedly trying to make a move to take over, take two, interactive. Yeah. Um, now, we can't talk about that too much, because I haven't heard anything since, and I haven't seen anything on the interweb or in the news feeds I get. Regarding that, so I'm guessing it didn't happen, and then maybe it was just you know rumor and speculation. Um, but what I wonder, I thought it was a spin-off discussion. I thought it was a spin-off discussion. What we could talk about was what do we think about the main two companies being Activision and EA, and how in some ways they are sort of trying to you know form monopolies in games. Really, I guess you know as publishing studios. Yeah, they totally are, and I'm an anti-oligarchist. Man, you got to create room for little guy and have healthy competition. You know, because to a certain extent, I mean, this feeds in and, and ties in a little bit with, you know, what we were saying with AAA titles, isn't it, really? Yeah. And and the, the, these guys, you know, Activision and EA have the money to promote the stuff they're doing, be it good or bad. Well, you know, spend $40 million to make it in the first place. Yeah, and then spend the, the another $40 million, you know, even if it doesn't turn out that great, making you think it will be great, so you go and buy yeah. it anyway. Absolutely. All sorts of hype and, you know, paying people to review it positively and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, the other, I mean, the other company, when you think about it, is Bethesda as well, because they have, you know, bought a lot of stuff, you know, and they've, they've got a lot of studios now under their wing. Yeah. You know, and Square I mean, they, Enix, you know, they're another one that have bought loads of other stuff. Yeah, it's true. I mean, to, to an extent, it's always a precarious position for these big companies to be in because it seems like it wouldn't take much for them to teeter. And I mean, you know, I suppose they have more leeway than, you know, like Bizarre Creations. They do one bad game and it's like, that's it, you're done. But I suppose if EA had like one or two bad games, it wouldn't be the end of the world for them. I mean, to be fair, right, I mean, all right, we can, we, we can criticize, you know, Activision for getting rid of Bizarre. Or whatever, because obviously that was under their wing. But to be fair, they they did let them publish quite a few games before they finally pulled the plug on them. Yeah, you know, that's true. As bad as it was, you know, we had Blur, we had, you know, all the other stuff that they did, you know, the club. So they had See, a quite, quite a few turkeys before they finally went, do you know what, that's it, enough. Yeah, and that's fine. I, I guess what I would say is that, in a sense, the the bigger the publishers get, the more likely we are to see their focus going entirely into what will make the money. And never mind about games that really should exist, even though they're not going to sell as many as Modern Warfare 2. They just want to create more and more clones of COD that will 
guarantee to make the back what they spent and never mind about trying new things, never mind about good story, never mind about this, never mind about that. I mean, you know, EA, okay, EA supports Bioware, so I guess that's the exception, but it just seems like there's a tendency, the bigger the companies get, to tone down, you know, spending money on things like plot and story and character and all that important stuff and put more money into just making it look flashy and surrounding it with a lot of hype and rock and roll music. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's weird, really, in some ways, because, you know, we still have to focus on, you know, companies like Valve, who are independent still, you know, and still do their own thing, whatever it is. And, and you know, you know, they're one of the few companies, because they've got so much respect and gamers love them so much that they can still produce these really brilliant, inventive and cool games and know that customers are going to buy this conversation them. can serve no purpose anymore. And I think the iPhone is also making some opportunities for independent developers to come up. Well, apparently, and I didn't know you know this, I know we've gone over the three minutes, but bizarre, um, I think three or four of the people there, or quite a few of the, the original team, have now created an independent company that's going to be looking at making iPhone games, etc. Cool. So, yeah. All right, next topic. Okay, next topic. Uh, here we go. Let's move it up. Okay. Here we go. This one comes from... So that was from Dave Dog. So thank you for that, Dave. Yay, thank you. I've mentioned Dave him Dog, yeah. That's from you. Um, okay. This one's from Chris M- J-W. Okay. And basically, this is what he said. He said, I have played Blops for the first time the other day. And after about 20 minutes, I just couldn't be arsed. Huh. Uh, have Daddy and Chinny hit saturation with Twitch shooters? And does Duke think he ever will? Now, Chinny obviously <laughs> is near to say this. Uh, I hit saturation with Twitch shooters about three years ago. <laughs> so, you know, I'm I'm sort of totally, completely not bothered. I think Modern Warfare 2 and all the controversy around there since then, I've just not been bothered because I just feel like I, I need something to stimulate me and I don't feel they do anymore. I just feel like I'm just doing the same thing over and over again, no matter what game it is. I mean, I like Singularity, but I'm not like jumping through hoops about it. You know, because as cool as it sort of was in some ways, it's still a first-person shooter, you know what I mean? And I don't know, I'm I'm just getting a, a bored. So you're kind of done with them all? Like, totally? The no, concept? I mean, I'll play them, but I, I'm just not seeing enough creativity in them. I just feel well, like there's they're definitely stuck not in enough. Cuts. There's not much creativity at all. That's one of the things I think I like about them is that yeah. they're familiar, and they're like, they make sense, and I understand what's going on in them. So... I don't know. I don't want that. I want weird and strange and interesting. We hadn't noticed. I know. <laughs> That's the other thing. If it's popular, you're also not into it. No, it's not. But to be fair, to be fair, I've always been like that with music as well. If it's, in, if it's popular and in the charts, I don't want to know. I don't want to listen to oh, yeah. rappy pop. You know <laughs> what I mean? I want to listen to stuff that's sort of not that. <laughs> Yeah. So I guess I've always Groove had. Armada. Yeah, yeah, I bought a new Armada album recently, and I, th- I really like it. So Groove Armada are good. Groove Armada them. are good. Um, but they're, yeah, not, I they're, they're quite I mean, commercial now. They're pretty commercial. But well, yeah, but I'm saying, what's... you liked them before they were cool. True, uh, that is true. I don't know. I mean, like for me, like I said, like there's something very familiar about it. Like with Fallout, I didn't want New Vegas to have a lot of stuff that was different. I wanted more Fallout Three. You know what I mean? And I suppose when I play most first-person shooters, I want to get exactly what I expect to get. Like, you know, shoot a lot of bad guys and have fun, and that's just it. Low pressure. And, you know, I think the thing with Call of Duty that I play it so often is that a lot of times I don't want to try to understand a new story or, you know, I just want something comfortable and familiar and laid back and 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's weird for me because I, I, I can't understand why you don't get bored. Yeah. Because to me, doing that over and over and over again, I just find bored. I just find it boring. You know, I just find, oh god, I'm doing the same thing. I'm getting killed again. Oh, I'm killing someone. Oh, I'm killed. You know what I mean? I just don't get. It. I really don't get it. So, what is it about Gears of War that you like? I don't know. I mean, Gears of War. Interestingly, Gears that's of War. The same thing over and over again. Isn't it? Gears of War is the only game uh, that I've finished a campaign more than once. Oh, yeah. I've played through Gears of War maybe five times now. The oh, original yeah. Gears of War, like five me or six and times. Of Solace. Yeah, with different people in co-op, helping them find the cog tags and all that sort of stuff throughout the game. That's uh, the thing. I can't. I can't get my head around that. The freaking feathers and the flags in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Who spends their time finding all that shit? I know. But and meanwhile, it, I don't get an achievement for re- re- renovating all of Rome. What is that? I know. What's all that about? Oh, See, Gears of War did it. You know, they had, they had when you collected so many, though. So you got an achievement for collecting, keep collecting so many of them. Yeah. Uh, and there was, I think it was 50 altogether, I remember rightly, but it's a long time since I played it like that, but yeah. And it was just a cool game, and, the, and I think the multiplayer, because it was the first proper multiplayer game I got into. Yeah. Uh, and it was new, and so you... Yeah, and we just had... Um, DNA to it. And we all sort of, there was a huge, I mean, when I had my first friend, you know, my friends list before I lost people and gained other people, etc. It was yeah. all people who played Gears of War. That's all that was on my friends list. And we used to play every night religiously. Well, that's because it was the main thing going on the Xbox yeah. back in the day. And it was cool. You know, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of grins, you know, and it was just funny. You know, we used to just... conversation can serve no purpose anymore. You know what I really want? What do you really want? I want Britain to be back British. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. Do you know I want that too? I want that. Yeah, we all do. Okay. So okay. next one up. Next one up. This one right. is from uh, Gangu Crimes. Oh yeah. Bed hairdo. Bed hairdo. Who who incidentally joined us on the Gears of War night? He was there. Yes, he did. He did. Uh, but basically, he says uh, I was listening to a podcast called "Is It the Future Yet?" Anyway, they have a guy on that show that works for Sony, and he says that graphics can't get much better than they already are. I think he's full of crap. Discuss. Um, I, in all honesty, I sort of agree with him. What do you think? Well, you know, it's the whole Uncanny Valley thing. Like, I think there's some things that can get better and some things that can't. There is no way for auto racing games to get more realistic. It's just not possible. You look at the screenshots, you look at the video, it looks exactly like an actual auto race. I mean, look at Gran Turismo 5, you know, it's exactly. not I'm into, but... Uh, they did some comparison screenshots with the game and real life, and it was hard to tell which was of which. Of course, it's almost impossible to tell the difference. And if you if you look at those graphics and you go, that's not good enough, then there's a problem with you. I'm sorry. Yeah, now, I mean, you know me. I like things to look good, okay? Yeah. But I'm more about art style than I am about things right. in Right, and realistic. that's what I was going to say is that I think – the, the direction that graphics are going to go is not going to be about making it look more like reality so much as it is um, people really taking hold of their abilities to create images and art direction that doesn't look like real life but definitely resonates in some impressionistic way. Definitely. Gives an atmosphere reality. to the game. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what I look more for yeah. in the game. Yeah. You know, rather and Limbo than... proved that you don't need to spend a billion dollars to yeah. do it. Now, what I would agree with, you know, I mean, there's there's been um, a demo recently. I can't remember which, which when it was NVIDIA. I think it was NVIDIA have done a demo of their new graphics card. Uh, mm-hmm. And apparently it can 
emulate the most realistic graphics yet that you're going to see. You know, that looks like real life stuff. And I sort of get that, but it's diminishing returns. You're going to get it to a really point is, yeah. where, you know, the leap from one generation to the next, it, it's yeah. not going to make a lot of difference. I mean, and I know, you know, obviously Bed Herdu is a big PC gamer, you know, because we know that. Um, but I, I don't get this obsession. I used to have a friend of mine who used to religiously upgrade his PC every time something new came out. You know, he spent yeah. almost thousands of pounds on just his PC, you know, all the time. Well, you have to. Yeah, upgrading the graphics card, upgrading the drivers, upgrading all the RAM and everything else that you can sort of make. But he did it just to do that. He didn't do yeah. it because it made that much of a difference. He did it. He, he actually spent, I think it was about 700 quid, just so he could play Crisis on full setting. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you you have to if you want to really see what these games have to offer. Yeah. But then you see them and you're like, what? You can't be like, oh, thank God I spent all that money. Yeah, I think right. Twenty years ago, it mattered. Oh, dude, not even that long. I remember when the first screenshots came out for Final Fantasy X on the PS2, and I remember looking at the pictures of the people's eyes, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" Yeah, but there's no way anybody says that now. No, and I think that's it. I think it got to a point where once the 360 came out, and then obviously the PS3. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore console graphics got to that stage and i'm seeing less and less and i think this is the last thing and uh, i know we keep running on these um i'm seeing less and less screenshot comparisons between sony and 360 i mean we used course earlier we used to have that with every single game but who's bothered um i'm really sorry gangu but we can't agree with you mate i think graphics can get better but i don't think they need to that's my as much of a point yeah i don't think there's any much point of doing it anymore i just think as long as the game works and the atmosphere is there, that's what really counts. There also, Lose only has one O. There you go. Look, we, we're not here to correct people. <laughs> I'm on spring break. I can't turn it off. I'm on a break. Okay. Uh, Surface Lizard next up. Surface Lizard. Yay. Uh, Lizard. I thought you said he was gone. Well, he is gone, but he's sent his egg timer topics. So oh, here we we're still doing egg timer topics. Yeah, he's got loads of them, so oh. this is one of his. Uh, right. What horror or sci-fi book or series would you like to see made into a game? Oh, that's a big question, because there's a lot of things that fall into that. Also horror, um, sci-fi. Horror or sci-fi books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh, I don't know. You well, go I've, first. I've got, I've got two that spring to mind. Okay. Uh, first one, The Dark Tower. Now, I believe mm, this actually may that. well be being made into a game as we speak. I've well, heard I know they're working on a movie for it. Oh, is it the movie? Oh, it might be I'm the movie. I'm pretty sure they're working on a movie for it. I don't know. I've had this in the movie or possibly a game as well then. Yeah. I don't know, but the, but the Dark Tower series by Stephen King, I think, would make an excellent open-world adventure game. You mm. know, and I think it's got loads of really quirky and weird stuff going on, which would yeah. just be absolutely, you know, spot-on in a game. So mm-hmm. that's one for me. So that's... Wow, yeah. There's one. Uh, there's a book by Stanislaw Lem, a Polish science fiction writer, called The Futurological Congress, and it is one of the weirdest books I've ever read. A friend of mine said, describe it, and I was like, it's like being pulled by the neck for 120 pages. It's really intense, and there's a lot of crazy stuff going on there, so I think you could make a really bizarre story out of that video game. You think? Would yeah. it work, though? So what sort of game would it, it be? It wouldn't be very popular. It would have to be like an XBLA or PSN. But what would yeah. it be? A puzzle game, or would it, what sort of game? Um... It would be an action-adventure game, but it would really be, like, realities folding in upon each other. And, like, like you know that moment in um, – uh, 
uh, Arkham Asylum, where oh yeah, sets and all that. Like it would just be that like squared and and that versions of that in on itself and just going to super insane extremes and just being re- you wouldn't know what part of the game was real and what wasn't. That does sound weird. I think it could be really cool. That does sound weird. Uh, and the other one for me would be uh, a bit of a... It's actually a sci-fi horror story, so that would fix both at the same time, huh? yeah. uh, which is Hyperion by Dan Simmons. Mm. Uh, a friend of mine told me to read that. Book. Oh, it's such a cool... It's a cool series of stories. It's a big, it's a, it's a big undertaking, though. It's a massive... Oh. It's okay, m- I got it. I got the answer. Yeah, yeah. It's not... It's actually fantasy, so it doesn't really fit the question, but... Oh, okay. I grew up reading the Amber novels by Roger Zelazny. They're these fantasy things, and it's like all other worlds are reflections of this one true world, Amber, and the princes, the royal family move between the different worlds. That would be awesome. That does sound cool. Oh, my God. And they, like, do this thing called shadow shifting where you basically start on Earth and then you drive down a street and you, as the things pass you, you transform them with your mind so they become, like, the things that are parallel versions of that thing in Amber. So your car eventually becomes, like, a horse and buggy and whatever. You know what I mean? And the, the street lights. It's sort of like an Assassin's Creed going from the present day back to Rome in 1500, but, like, doing it bit by bit. And I think that could be... This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. If anybody's read the Zelazny Amber novels, tell me about it, because wouldn't that be awesome as a video game? That does sound cool. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the last one, or last one, they sort of in two parts, really. We've got, okay. we've got two off two different people, but they sort of tie together. We'll mesh them together and make them we'll one. We'll bish and bash them together. Uh, yeah. So one's off Chris and JW, and the other one's off Woody. So they're Woody. Um, <laughs> Basically, Chris and JW asks, are HD, RHD remakes labors of love to capture the hearts of a new generation or just a shallow cash cow invented as part of Sony's master plan? And the reason PS2 backwards compatibility was removed in the first place, and I think he means PS3 backwards compatibility or right. PS2 games on the PS3. Uh, yeah. um, and then Woody also asked, what HD remakes of previous games would you like to see? So we sort of we can combine those together, I reckon. Yeah. Um, so HD remakes, Labor of Love or uh, Shallow Cash Cows? I think like many things in the modern capitalist landscape, it's a little of both. I think that the people who, you know, the companies obviously just want to get paid and it's probably a not too expensive way to generate some new revenue. You know, they don't have to write a story. They don't have to, you know, do anything like that, but they can charge, you know, more money for an old game. Um, but I think there are people who work on them that are that are determined to make sure they they hold up. You know what I mean? And they 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 bring something worthwhile to the people who played them back in the day. I think Beyond Good and Evil is an example of one that was a little too soon. You know what I mean? I think God of War, in a way, eh, I don't know if that's too soon, but it just seems like Beyond Good and Evil was like there wasn't enough time for us to get nostalgic about it. Yeah, to be fair, I think that's sort of true. But also, I don't think that many people played the original, so it's maybe yeah, bringing true. it because I never played it. So it's bringing yeah, it definitely it's like to Ico's me as a new same audience. Way, sort of thing. Yeah, like, yeah Ico, I can definitely cool. see. You know, but I've, I think Ico is a bit in between the two. I think it's a, a good marketing thing. Yeah, to sort of get people into those people games ready and for the last Guardian. they're ready for the Last Guardian. But I also yeah. think it's. Uh, a money-making thing also, but I, I do think he sort of wanted to do it and obviously get people who've never experienced it to experience it, which will be me. And I'll the, say this too, yeah. at the risk of overselling Ico again. I know. Unlike Gears of War and Beyond Good and Evil and what other ones have they done? 
Uh, well, the other one, obviously, Prince of Persia, which I'm playing at the moment. Oh, which yeah, is right. good. I really like yeah, that. Right. But, I, I, Prince of Persia, I suppose, would fit into this category. Hang on, let me finish this thought. Well, I think Ico is unique among them because the art style and the graphics are were so the, the the sense of place and the the graphics in that game are so important and it's such a beautiful game that it really deserves a high def redux in a way that I mean you know God of War is a fun game but I don't know if I would say that it's so important to look at it in a high def you know with high def glasses on yeah I mean I I, I do agree with you I mean the other interesting thing but the one that does make me think Cash Cow is the uh, Lara Croft the Tomb Raider game oh yeah absolutely because. They were already in HD on the 360. <laughs> they just keep redoing them and redoing them. Like, what? Look, her boobs are bigger now. I, okay, three games that were already made in HD, in HD again. I don't really know. I'm, all I'm... right, all right. We've got 30 seconds. What games okay. do you want to see? And then the final, uh, sorry, I was just going to quickly say, they're also doing uh, Resident Evil 4 as well. That's coming in HD. So, so yeah, whatever. Well, it's one of the greatest uh, games ever made. Stop being so sad. Whatever, whatever. Anyway, uh, HD games you like to see remade. Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, but we've got... Yeah, HD Ratchet and Clank games, though, aren't we? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I can't think of anything. Pac-Man. Do Pac-Man and Haya. Pac-Man. There you go. Yeah. It'd be interesting to do the first Mario game, like Super Mario Brothers. Like, do it as like some crazy new graphics, but exactly the same yeah. gameplay. Do you know Do you know what the problem with that is? You know, the problem it would with be that stupid. Is? No, it would help. Conversation can serve no purpose anymore. It would help, oh, right. the, it would help if the Wii was in HD. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, that would help. Because you can't have that because it's not in HD. <laughs> what what do we want? What do we want to see? High def remakes. Um, Robocop, the first Robocop game, the arcade Robo-Cop. game. Oh, but is that worth doing it now? <laughs> no, it's definitely not. But maybe maybe something like Time Splitters or something like that would be cool. Yeah, because you know, Time Splitters were really good games. They would be quite cool in HD, I guess. I suppose it's just a matter of time before they do some of the GTA games. I don't know. Do you think Rock Band will do that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether it'd be worth it. I don't know if enough people would like play GTA 3 again or. But to be, I don't know about GTA 3, but to be fair, San Andreas had a lot of impressive graphics in it, and I think it would be very interesting to see them in in high def. But that'd be a huge that'd be a huge undertaking when it was a massive game. Might be, I don't know, massive game. Um, so that's it for egg timer topics uh, this week. So what we're going to do now? Yeah, we're going to have our surface lizard. We think. Oh, he is here! Yay, he's here. Well, we think maybe. I don't know anymore. I'm well, I heard him. I mean, I heard him off in the wings. I'm confused. So, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not it, sure he is I mean, here. What is it going to be? Somebody? It couldn't be anybody else. He has a very distinctive voice. It does have. A, I'm sure we'd know if it was if so, it was an imposter. Yeah, exactly. So right. who knows? Who knows? All right. So, so let's listen to him. And- let's listen to him, and then when we come back, we've got a, an absolute ton of emails to read out. Oh man. I know. Look, don't complain. We like emails. Oh, no, I'm not complaining. I'm just getting ready for it. I mean, you know, I know. We're I know. Two yeah. hours in here. Get ready. I know, yeah. Well, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Yeah. Okay, so let's do that, and uh, right, away you go. Grief and misery, aims and woes, debts and taxes, and so it goes. Life gets tasteless, don't it? Hello, darlings. Surface Lizard here, back for another week of talking about video games and other such nonsense. Now, people around my office don't usually like to talk about games. It's usually just, hmm, where is the stapler? Hmm, <laughs> well, enough of them, losers. Let's get back to games. Now, this week, I'd like to talk about Oblivion and the Elder Scrolls series in a nutshell. Basically, it is the greatest thing 
that has ever graced the PS3 and PSN network, or PSN, because saying network is not the right way to say it. Now, some of you may know that PS3 owners have had trouble lately with jailbroken consoles and leaderboards and multiplayer and a whole host of failures and bad things happening. Now, what is Sony doing about this? Well, nothing. So, we just have to play single player, which is okay when Skyrim is just a couple of months, well, perhaps closer to a year away. Now, when Skyrim comes out, there are lots of people that will be queuing outside with their World of Warcraft t-shirts and other goblin paraphernalia like flasks on their hats and whatnots and so forth. So when people get home, they will be playing Skyrim and I will be joining them. Sadly, I am also a big geek, just like everybody else on video game podcasts. We are nerds. We try to hide it with our deep voices and our big muscles, which nobody sees, but that is the truth. So without further ado, I would just like to say that we here at Veteran Gamers, we like games, and I especially like the PS3, the PS Triple, as <laughs> uh, Sam Clint once said that I will not say his name, because um, he gets too much airtime. Well, talking about sound clips, here is one from Monty Python that seems to sort of encompass and surround everything about multiplayer on the PS3 right now. I think you'll like it. Run away! Run away! Ah! So, as you can see, that is what we are doing, and thank God we have good single-player games coming out very soon. So, until next week, enjoy your gaming, and be seeing you. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> I, he sounded like he had a cold. He did, he did. Yeah, uh, something a little different, I don't know. He, I don't know, I don't know whether he sounded different, I don't know, I'm not sure. He, 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 it's probably just my it, imagination, it sounded like maybe he had a little frog in his throat or something. Was it him, or was it not him? Yeah, I, I don't know. Don't Surface know. is such an interesting guy, I can't, you yeah. know. I don't know. I, I tell him that. I call him that because he, I sent him. An, I sent you and him an email recently saying, "Hey, I spent two hours writing that Black Ops thing. I know, don't so. post on top of it today." Uh, and he wrote back because I had said, "Hey, dear Nick, parenthesis Surface Lizard," and he's like, "Do you really need to put parenthesis? Hello, darling. Do you really need to put parenthesis around my name? You can just call me Nick." And I was like, "Well, I, I don't know. I don't know you very well. I don't really presume I can just call you Nick." And he goes, "As long as you don't call me Surface, I'm not an adjective, you know." So, cheers, Surface. Okay, here we go. Uh, yeah, before we do emails, um, yes, there has been a post in the forum saying we need a correction from episode 63, which was last week's show. Uh-oh. Okay, correction. Oh, it don't. Uh, and this comes from Could Morrow, and could, what Could Morrow says to us is this. Morrow, I love you, Could Morrow. There are hooters in the UK. So oh. There are hooters in the UK. Uh-huh. Well, I how does he know this? He's not he, looking for them. He is not the only one who corrected us. <laughs> he is not the only one. Uh, but there are three at present, one in Nottingham, uh, one in Cardiff, and one in Bristol, uh, which is a bit unfortunate, isn't it, with Bristol cities, as it goes? <laughs> Somebody say, like, of course there's one in Bristol. Yeah, Bristol cities. Titties? There you go. Bristol cities is titties. There you go. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. If there is a Midlands VG meeting, surely it's a perfect place. So they... uh, no. So there you go. Now he actually ha- he is he is not ashamed to say that he's been to the Nottingham one. <laughs> so there you go. 
Uh, does that make him like Michael Scott? Like, hey, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I said, who would have known uh, two of them? And he Chini. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, anyway, that's what he said. And David the Alien chipped in saying, I don't think I've ever been to a Hooters. Kind of sadly. Look, David, it's not sad you haven't been to one. Don't Yeah, really. That's not the part it. you should be ashamed of. Yeah, either. yeah, yeah. Get over <laughs> it. It'll be fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, School Duggera actually. Uh, tweeted me to tell me there was a Hooters uh, in the Midlands. <laughs> like um, are, we could say anything we I want. Know, we I know. Until the cows come home, talk about L.A. Noir and oversell yep. it to the moon. Nobody cares. As yep. soon as we start talking about Hooters, we go, oh, wait. I actually, Hooters. It's, on, it's in uh, this city. No, it's in this other village nearby, but you're yep. close. The latitude is 243.61. So he tweeted me and sent an email to tell me there was. So <laughs> So this is the email. This is from Richard. Oh, wait, are we ready for emails now? Yeah, this I have is the email. A, I have a song oh, for go. it. Oh, really? Uh, email! That ruled. Oh, my God. I think, like, The Rock's going to come out and start wrestling now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like a wrestling intro. <laughs> Great opening for our email segment. Oh Take that, God. Overseas Connections, with your cute little, that's a mail pop, that's a mail pip, hey, whatever. We got an awesome email song. Oh, my God, it's turning into a competition. Oh, no, competitive oh, streak. No, 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 it's not on. Who? it's on. No, right. It isn't on. Nothing's on. It's off. It's on. All right, let's get an email well, going. Fair, now you've made it into a feature, and it's not really a feature, is it? It's just, it's just <laughs> well, every week we've got emails. Well, sometimes we get them, so we don't always, though. Well, people better keep sending them in so they can hear okay. that awesome song every week. Anyway, so this, yeah, if you don't send them, you won't get to hear it. Um, That's right. So anyway, this is what uh, he said. So this was, this was from Richard Primrose. He says this. Uh, hey, excuse me, Mike and Stu. Uh, need to make a correction. There is a hoot. Hey, hey, what about me? Oh, yeah, it doesn't care about you. <laughs> there is a, well, I think he's that because we should have known this. You know, oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. In the UK. Uh, there is a hooter slap bang in the middle of Nottingham. My bro-in-law from Arizona, living over here, thinks it is hilarious. Uh, he keeps what? asking me to go and watch football matches there. And Mrs. Skulldugger will shoot daggers at me. She thinks it's a lap dancing pub. So there you go. <laughs> it's really not too far off. I mean, let's be honest. Now, the distance between a strip club and a Hooters is about the distance between, like, you know, McDonald's and Burger King. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Uh, next one up. Here we go. This one's from uh, Paul Harding, otherwise known as Dr. Claw. Wait, wait, wait. Where is it? Ah, here it is. I got it. And he sent us this quite a while back. He sent us this quite a while back. Yeah. Um, so basically, I thought we'd read this now because he wanted his egg timer topic, but I said to him, I think it's a bit too much for an egg timer topic because <laughs> yeah, we need to devote twenty minutes to this. There's a bit of discussion here, so I thought yeah. we'd, we'd have this as a separate thing. Okay. Uh, so anyway, this is what he says. He says, "Gents, uh, why don't first-person shooters review how they manage online gaming?" The reason why I ask this is because if you have ever played StarCraft Two, you can see how the future of online gaming keeps their gamers happy. When you set up an account with StarCraft, you go into an online game as a newbie uh, based on how well you do over a period of time. You gain rank and then are put into the division based on your abilities. Uh, the better you get, you promote to the next division, so on and so forth. If you are not so good, then you either stay in the lower divisions or get relegated. 
this method provides a community to play with other members of equal ability and makes this fun and not having the twat who knows every taking the piss and becomes a non-enjoyable online game. For example, Call of Duty. Mm. Uh, this service doesn't cost PC gamers any more money. So why don't Microsoft or any other developers that host games adopt this method? Because it does cost the game. But listen, listen. Money. Keep up the good work, but please, for the love of God, uh, no more talk about the PlayStation hack. Even the cats got bored and tried to hang themselves with a dog lead. Uh, Later, as regards Dr. Claw. So there you go. You know, see? It wasn't just me who didn't care about that conversation. Other people didn't care either. There you go. Um, anyway, enough about the... The PS trip. Uh, no, it, it, I think it does cost game developers, or it would cost them more money to differentiate and keep track of how players are doing compared to one another and group them together. I think mostly what online shooter fans want on consoles is just get me in a game as quick as possible. And, you know, it's annoying if you're playing against people who are a lot better than you, but most games are designed to be pretty well balanced so that you can find a way to counteract their abilities and and i'll say this there are games including crisis 2 that have like noob lobbies where you can you know crisis 2 has a lobby that just for people 10 uh rank 10 and below so you know and i think uh, world at war had that on the call of duty thing that treyarch did and that is like a pc thing though isn't it to do that yeah oh sure yeah but i mean i mean if we go back to you know like halo 2 for instance oh, yeah you know 360 and microsoft introduced a thing called true skill uh, do you remember yeah. this? I never played it. No, it's not. It's just a. It's basically an algorithm that sort of looks at online players and then supposedly will matchmake in a way that means that you're not being overpowered by anyone in the matchmaking. Yeah. So that it should. And and obviously, to be honest with you, Halo's one of the better ones at matchmaking, and it, and that again had you you could not play. Uh, people right. of a higher rank, you know, right, you had right. to sort of keep ranking up and then they would, you know, you would play. And I must admit, when I used to play Halo 3 online, I used to always feel fairly equal to the people I was playing. Yeah, I you can know? see that. And and that and that makes sense. I think it is just a case of the game companies just not wanting to invest the time to create that sort of thing and then implement it. Because it is a little bit more time, it's a little bit more money, and I think they'd rather just put that into profits. But Microsoft is meant to already have this thing in place, and that's meant wow. to be used in all multiplayer games. But I'm guessing it doesn't work that well, is it? Is well, the thing. No. Um, I don't know. I do think that that needs to be addressed because, you know, part of the reason I guess I don't play multiplayer is because that sort of thing puts me off a little bit. Yeah. You know, I just find it annoying. And I'll be honest with you, when I used to play Gears of War, I never, ever played a ranked match. And I wouldn't dream of going into a ranked match because I used to think, oh, ranked match, that's for all the experts. I'm not going in there. Yeah. It was always playing yeah. matches I played. So I don't know. I think we need to, I think they need to look at that. I think they need, like, companies need to get better. But I also still think there are too, way too many multiplayer, like, modes in every game. Every game does not need a multiplayer. You know? Well, that's certainly true. You keep on sticking them in, but, the, you know, there's just no need. Although I'll say this, you know, <laughs> I agree with you. But at the same time, when I finished Vanquish, I was like, oh, it would be so cool if there were a multiplayer on this. Yeah, but then you'd play it for, like, a week or two weeks. And Maybe. And then you'd be like, oh. I might get really into a Vanquish multiplayer. Bored, and you'd be like, oh. <laughs> God, and then I'd go back to Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's the trouble. I think you'd sort of, you'd soon get bored again. And so, <laughs> yeah. oh, I want to play Modern Warfare 2. Black Ops. <laughs> yes, up. I do. Yeah, um, yeah Black Ops. 
Black Ops. <laughs> Black Ops. Cod. Cod. Black Ops. Um, I want Britain to be back British. That's, that is a FIFA player. I can player. totally hear that guy going, all right, we're done with the march. Let's go play FIFA. 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 God. Um, okay, this one again. This is a while ago. Ten days ago, this came in. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm I'm not very good. We at hang it. on to these emails, people. This I is know, a I know. thing for us. Yep, yep. Okay, here we go. And this one's from John Wilson for John Mao, friend of the show. Uh, Yay! Possibly, yeah. Uh, soon to be something else secret. Oh, do it, do it. No, I'm not gonna do. It. I'm not gonna do. It. We'll no, wait. I'm saying he's talking about podcasting. I'm trying to get him to do. Yeah, it. yeah. See, that was do meant it. to be. I don't know whether that's secret, but it isn't anymore. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Look, you heard it here first. Um, okay, so he says, anyway, all right, lads. Uh, thanks for answering my egg time and topic on your favorite gaming music last week. Yep. You yeah. mentioned two of my favorite songs, GTA 1 original theme and Portal Still Alive song. Yes. Sorry, Jude, but I didn't recognize your game music choice at all. What? what game was that for? What? Uh, Is he being serious? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's like the best game. Oh. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. Come on, man. Uh, anyway, Where is it? Oh, yeah. some other great game songs are the Zarkonand theme from Final what? Fantasy X. Oh, Zarkonand. Zarkonand. I don't know. Zarkonand. Ten sucked. Moving on. Yeah, anyway. Zarkonand. Zarkonand. I don't know. It's some weird name. It's weird. It's Japanese. And the theme tune to Metal Gear Solid 2. Um... Which I believe we used to have a version of that as our intro many years ago. It was uh-huh. definitely from a Metal, Metal Gear Solid game anyway. We used to have that. Uh, I enjoy music. I enjoy games. And when a good game has a good music, it's a win-win by winning. There you go. Winning. There you go. Cheers, John Mao. So thank you, John. Thank you. Yay. 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 Okay. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Anyway, this one's from uh, School Dugger. And, and this was quite interesting because he sent me this. Yeah. And then I said to him, really, really sorry. But, and I sent him an email back saying, really sorry. We just didn't have time to read it because like, it was a long show. We just didn't get time. Uh, so I sent him a thing. Apparently, he never saw it. So then he sent me a really sort of, why didn't you read my email? So, look, School Dugger, we're reading it now. Sorry. Yeah, we're sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he says, bullet point response. Ain't got no time for walls of text. Uh, so he's definitely done bullet points in any. Has Good. He? Okay. Yeah, if people point. want walls of text. Send them over to the. I overseas know we like it. Yeah, send them there. Don't send them us. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he says bullet point one. I've decided I'm sitting out Dragon Age two as I did with the first game. I will attempt <laughs> an RPG again with Skyrim and nothing else. You know what? Hang on. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, That's all right. That Greg DeLacy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Greg DeLacy was was describing how Dragon Age works, and he said. When you're playing Dragon Age 1, you got to let the action happen and then pause it and then tell your people what to do and then let the action happen and then pause it and tell your people what to do. You don't have to do that. There are ways in Dragon Age, and it's kind of annoying when you first do it, but once you get the hang of it, it's a lot easier to tell your players, the people in your party, look, when this happens, do this. And if you set those up, like if I, if my character, the one I'm controlling, ever drops below 90% health, then mage, you cast a healing spell on me. And if you do things like that and tell other people, you know, when your mana gets low, drink a mana potion and things like that, if you set those up, you don't have to keep pausing it and starting it again. So Greg gave you some bad information, Skull. Don't listen to him. Oh, no. Well, not necessarily bad, but different. It's not bad. It's just different not the way I played the game. And I think it's a lot less enjoyable to keep starting it and stopping it like that. Do you know what I did? You know what I What's did that? with Dragon Age? Played on easy. Then you don't have to worry about <laughs> well, then stopping anything. Well, there's that anything. too. Yes, absolutely. 
You just play it as a normal game, enjoy the story, and that's I what agree. I did. I agree, yes. Play it on easy. Why not? And there's no friendly fight. You can't kill your own people then That's either. true, you cannot. Actually, some spells, I think you can hurt your, your friends. No, when I were doing it, I were blowing well, everything up. turn that off too or something. I were, I were blowing shit up. <laughs> there you go. With fireballs <laughs> and everything, it was great. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah, I did. So there you go, that's it. See? Greg gave you enough information, so there you go. Yeah, okay. what's up Duke, with that? Come on, Duke Greg, get it together. <laughs> okay. On easy. Okay, next bullet point. Uh, Lag have done three podcasts, not one. They're on a new feed. Uh, <gasps> lousy again. How do you get that to is... it? Yeah, yeah. What's the feed? I have no idea. It doesn't say. I'm at their site right now. I don't see it. Well, apparently they're on the new feed, so who knows? Oh, jeez. We'll have to hunt for them on iTunes. Put some link on your front page, please, Lag, yeah. so we can yeah. find your podcast. Yeah, I would have... want to listen to it. Yeah, we have loads of stuff on our front page, so everybody knows. You see? Yeah, exactly. We have, on, we have a good website. We have a good website. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, okay. we don't. No, it's on, that's objective, by the way. <laughs> I'm <Right>. biased <laughs> at yeah. the same time. Uh, okay, next one up. Next bullet point. Who does Surface Lizard think he is? Patrick McGowan. Hello, darlings. Yeah, Let's Patrick have a ding dong. Yeah, I like Patrick McGowan. I think that's good. I think that's actually him. In fact, I think Surface Lizard is Patrick McGowan. <laughs> We just uh, I've never seen him in the same place at the same time. I know. Maybe it is. Uh, okay. Uh, next bullet point. Okay. Speedball 2 on the Amiga was awesome. Yeah, I agree. It was great. Okay. Okay. iPhone games have to be a blast. Uh, try Tiny Wings or Slingo. So, so yeah. iPhone games have a blast on Tiny Wings or Slingo. So, there you go. I saw Tiny Wings. Okay. didn't bother downloading it. Slingo, I'll check out. I'm not hurt, uh-huh. so I'll check that one out. Uh, Duke, you need to love Vanquish more. By anything. You love <laughs> I it. do. I love yeah. it. You love it. If not, I'll send Greg round with a mech and shoot shitloads of rockets at you. There you go. So he's going to send Greg in a mech to shoot you. You know what? I'll take my dude from Vanquish up against Greg's mech any day. Mechs ain't uh, shit. Yeah, I think that's a challenge. Yeah, bring it. I don't care because they got a mech. Huh, huh. Um, <laughs> next... <laughs> Next one. Uh, I played Prey on a Mac. I don't even think a game oh like Prey would run on a Mac. And uh, it did have some innovative ideas being shrunk and plopped into a globe in a glass case, flipped my head out. Yeah, it was great. I like it. It's good Prey. It's good Prey. You should play it. Mm. Uh, and the final one, Shoey, emailed me the digs. You're stopping in in London. Oh, my God. He wants to come and stay with me. Oh, yeah. I want to cohabit with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I say, well, pe- now. Oh, my goodness. I think that calls for some very special music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why is my hand between two pillows? <laughs> Those are pillows! <laughs> okay. If you <laughs> if you give me a false name and number, I'll hunt you down. So there you go. <laughs> so there you go. How? You won't have his name or number. I know. Uh, Skullduggera, oh. church checking his potatoes. I'm doing Sunday dinner. So there you go. So, so, so thank you for that, Mr. Primrose. Mr. Primrose, thank you very much. Okay. Now, we have got another email off Paul, but he's sending so many, I can't do two in one show. So this will have to be saved. I know. I know. Take it a break, man. Come on. One I know. time. Look, we like the emails. Keep them coming. But I'm just, yeah, we I have appreciate to it. But, you know, you know, take I'll it do, easy. Save one. Do one, save one. Unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll come back to that one. Yeah. So don't, don't don't worry, Dr. Claw. We have got your other email, but we'll read it at another point in time. Do you know, I get all funky when that plays. I sort of it's do a bit of a jig song. in the chair. Okay, uh, next email. This one comes from Peter Gibbons. 
Uh, AKA Peter73 on the forums. And he says, uh, double penetration. Wait, it is game related. Uh, what? I don't, know. I don't know. Don't ask me. No. Let's see what he says. <laughs> okay. You're the one looking at the email. I know. Hello, gents. I had a rather strange gaming experience this week. I discovered Sid Meier's Pirates on the Wii. Yeah, an old game, but I remember playing the original on the Commodore 64. I was surprised how good it was. Yeah, and my daughter and the missus both enjoyed watching me play it. Cool, but I wanted more. Katrina had put on her usual My Big Fat Jamie Oliver Come Dine With Me My Embarrassing Body Reality TV bullshit. Uh, So I was relegated to the PC. So I bought Pirates again, this time on Steam. And continued to have a blast, and the game was slightly different. Graphics enhanced, so it was different enough to justify the purchase and keep me entertained. So my question to you is this. Have you ever played the same game across different platforms at the same time and enjoyed it? Take it easy, Pete. There you go. So have you ever bought a game on two platforms and played it at the same time? I haven't, but... Actually, well, no... I mean, the only thing that would count that way is Quantum of Solace, but it's a very different game on the PS2 than it was on the 360, so yeah. I don't think that counts. Yeah. I have to admit, I did. Oh, yeah? What was, what was at it? The, at the same time as well. So oh, jeez. Playing the same game at the same time on two platforms. But it's well. A long time ago. Uh, Unreal Tournament 3. I had that. I got that on the PS3 when it came out first on the PS3. And then there were a few people on the 360 who said they were going to get it. So I bought it on there mm-hmm. as well, so I could play with them on the on the 360 version. Yeah. Now, interesting. Well, there you go. Interesting. I got rid of my 360 version, but I still have my PS3 version of it. And yeah. I do play it every now and again, and I like that. I like, I like very old school multiplayer, you know, which oh, Chini yeah. hates with a passion. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure how you feel about stuff like that, really fast-paced multiplayers. Um, I played Unreal three or ten or what was the most yeah. recent one? Uh, Unreal two. Um, yeah, I it was too hectic. I couldn't keep up with it. it. I was like very very fast. I remember somebody was like, I was I asked somebody. I'm like, what is the deal here? And somebody said, um, oh, you just need to learn to move with the flow of the chaos. Okay. And I was like, I'm not gonna learn that. I love that game. I must admit, it does take. And I sort of grew up with Quake. You know, and Quake uh, yeah. Live and stuff like that, or Quake, yeah. Quake 3 Arena. And and those games are so fast. I mean, they're so much yeah. faster than the stuff you'll play now in multiplayer. You know, it, it was like you were floating. You didn't run anywhere. You just floated everywhere really quickly. Uh, but, yeah, now, I, I like it. The person who sent that last email, you said his name is Peter Gibbons? Yeah. Is that his real name? I assume so. I don't know. Because that's the name of the main character in the movie Office Space. Looks like you've been missing a lot of work lately. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Maybe it's him. Who knows? Movie. I, uh, I just think it's really... I mean, it's a heck of a coincidence if it is, and I assume that it is, but that's really cool that he's got that same name. There you go. Maybe you can confirm that. Maybe. Maybe. Uh and and we've got another one, another one of school Douglas. So I'm not going to read that either. God say, no. people, one email per week. Actually, to be fair, no, to be fair, because I didn't read it last week when I should have done. Uh-huh. Uh, but this one's very quick, right? Uh-huh. And it's it's regarding us, you know, talking about um, uh, the website we talked about, which was I can't remember what it is now. Fat, slaggy, and 
whatever it was. It, they, oh yeah, fat, slutty, or ugly. I've been going it. there like every day, man. I send I mean, messages to everybody who's posted there, and I'm like, so, uh, some yeah. guy put one up recently. It was like, uh, fuck you, cunt. And I, I sent him a message that was like, use of this sexist term indicates that what? Did you just use the c word on our podcast? Yes. And it says, so I sent him a message that said, since you're using these vulgar sexist terms, I can only assume that you have some sort of weird, deep-seated uh, difficulty with your masculinity. If you'd like to talk about it, I'm here for you, man. <laughs> and the guy wrote back, he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, well, oh my I God. saw you on the website, and, and I thought maybe you needed a shoulder to lean on. He's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. Ah, uh, stay classy. Shocking. Honestly, yes. Is, so anyway, we mentioned it. Shocking. And I told the people on the site that we mentioned it, and they said they listened to that part of our website or our podcast, and they liked it. So cheers to us from them, and cheers to them from well, us again. What I was going to say, we actually got a tweet from them as well. So that was very nice. Yay, we, uh, we got two, in fact. We got one from oh uh, Like Oh My God, It's Friday, or Fede. <laughs> oh My God, It's Fede. Uh, enjoying your mention of yes. fat, ugly, or slutty on your podcast. So there you go. So that was off there. Yay. And, and fat, yeah. Fat, ugly, or slutty themselves gave us a mention. So thank you very much for that. So yeah, Yay. but we don't. We, we need all the help we can get. Yeah, we game with gamers. It doesn't matter what sort. That's right, male, female, oh. bring it. We don't care. We play games yeah. with everybody. So we'll stand up to that bull crap too. But anyway, this is what Richard Primrose said. He said, "Fellas, I think you should clarify that anyone wishing to name or shame need to provide proof." Which you do, I think all the ones I saw. Oh, yeah, they got screenshots. Yeah, they screenshots of everybody. Uh, Giant Bombcast did a piece on the site you were focusing on. And apparently, there have been some instances of the site being abused by people who want to sully another gamer's name. Well, I'm sure that happens, unfortunately. But yeah. and, and the reaction you've had from the ones you've sent out pretty much say that, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's maybe, uh, maybe right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next up, we've got one from Dave Dog. So, yeah, another one, Dave Dog. Oh, my God, his emails just keep coming. I mean, this I love one, it. I love it. But... With text. This is a big email. It's a big email. Getting exhausting. I know. Okay. All right, get started. Go. Hi, dudes in VG land. Yeah. Hi. Uh, while listening to the show posted weekend in the 27th of the 3rd, or the other way around for Duke, uh, a couple of points came up that I felt needed comment. Uh, first, Arkham Asylum. Rocksteady have said several times that were in no way influenced by either the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. In fact, they were heavily inspired by the animated series of Batman, which first screened in 1992. You know what? I think they're talking about that on Overseas Connection, or maybe it was our show I was listening to again. But I, I do think that's probably true. Like, yeah. I mean, Mark Hamill was the one who did the Joker on the TV it did. show. It did. Uh, which in turn yeah. was inspired by the Tim Burton Batman movie of 1989, according wow. to the writers. Yeah, uh, well... Yeah, everything's inspired by everything in some way. Yeah. Second, as for the BAFTA Awards, the presenter's name is announced uh, like a French cheese followed by a girl's name, Brianne. Uh, O'Brien, even, with a simple name like mine, I can think of at least four ways it being pronounced, and many more odd ways that it's been written down. And what's more, it seriously gets on my wick to have my name mispronounced, and I imagine he feels the same way about it. Well, I'm sure he wasn't listening, so I don't think we need to worry. <laughs> well, you know, <never> <laughs> that's a very important point, though. Maybe you pronounce the guy's name. It is. Uh, I also believe, after reading a couple of articles on both GameSpot and IGN, in which it was clear that an employee from each was on the BAFTA panel, uh, that each person is given a number of games to play in a given time and then argued the case for each one at a further panel. Uh, Mr. O'Brien was also one of the judges and apparently argued a very good cause for Limbo uh, to be Game of the Year. Would anyone Yay, limbo. with that, I wonder. Well, I liked it. I don't know whether it was good enough to be a game of the year, but it was definitely yeah, that's one of, of my favorite games of the year, I guess. 
Now, when they talk, I mean, does it have to be? Are there any criteria on where the game was made or something? I guess for it not. On the fault, so. by the Baptist. I don't know. I, don't know. I guess not. Uh, and then finally says, and finally, some time ago, I put in a break. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were doing a time limit on the email. Well, interestingly, well, that's, <laughs> do you know, you have no idea how apt that is. <laughs> no, because you can't see this email, so you have no idea what's coming next, have you? I'm just saying, it just keeps going. So I yeah, thought, listen. And finally, some time ago, I put in a brace of points for egg timer topics, <laughs> which what? not yet discussed. <laughs> so I thought I would pass this one on in an email, and with a little more hope of it being read out. Well, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to say is that, come on now. Oh, no, we're in trouble. Uh, this weekend, everyone's <laughs> favorite market analyst, uh, Mr. Michael Pachter, said in an interview oh. that, in his view, it was likely that Battlefield 3 would be outsold by COD Modern Warfare 3. Well, that's hard to uh, predict, isn't it? <laughs> oh, he's, he is psychic. He has he a is. crystal ball. This year, now given that he looks at sales trends as part of his job and then tells businesses where to invest their money in the games market, <laughs> he went on to say, Battlefield 3 could surprise us. Uh, to be honest, I don't know what makes a great game and my sales forecasts are often wrong as a result. Uh, do you think you should be given the <laughs> status? you should still pay me. I know, and attention he gets from making these sorts of statements. Definitely not. No. No, definitely not. I mean, I, I don't even really know what he knows about anything, in all honesty, <laughs> because I can't remember he predicted. I mean, who, who couldn't predict that COD Modern Warfare 3 would outsell Battlefield 3, would outsell it this year, Battlefield 3? It's good. No, it's it's fair. Good. I mean, we don't know for sure that that's going to be the case, okay. but I think it's a pretty safe I think he's bet. now going, what's a sure bet? That's what I'll predict. I'm saying, though, <laughs> they should look at bookmakers in Vegas instead of going to this clown. He'll be coming out going, next thing he'll be saying, uh, uh, Bizarre won't be making any more games <laughs> this year. I think they're going to stop making Guitar Hero games soon. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think everybody should just ignore him because he's just yes. an idiot. He's right? Just an idiot. He really does know nothing about games. That's right. He knows nothing about games. Um. So yes, thank you for I that. Don't know nothing. Logan, we did read your email just as so. Stop moaning. Good you Yeah, get so off our back. Hey, you bastard! Just, Thanks for writing you know, in. Yeah, just put your slippers yeah. back on and have you. All right, who's next? Holix, get your cup of Holix and stop moaning. <laughs> Next. Uh, yeah, next. Uh, there isn't really a next one. Oh, man. Yeah, the last one was just uh, Andy saying he'd added me on, his, on my 3DS. So that right. brings me nicely around to the fact that I've got a 3DS Franco, which I mentioned Wait a minute. I'm just oh, open, I'm opening the lid. Just a minute. Let me go to my friends list. Oh, I made a little beep there. I'm on my friends list on here. Right. Okay. Now, everybody needs to get a piece of pen and paper. Right. Okay. And I'm going to give out my friend code here if you want to like, be friends with me. But apparently, unless you send me your friend code, I can't see you, but you can see me or something. I don't really know. Okay. But <laughs> here we go. I know, yeah. It's, it's very. It's not complicated at all. Uh, okay. Here's my friend code. Get ready for this because it's... Okay. Uh, go ahead. Here we go. Here we go. 1075-653-289. Yep. 0709 Three one five four eight six two nine. I'll read that again because Duke's uh, confusing everybody. <laughs> six eight zero oh, five. Just listen to my voice. I'm going to shut up now. Okay, one zero seven five zero seven zero nine three one five four. So send me a friend request. Send me a message or something somewhere on Xbox Live or PSN or Twitter. Is there some cute name for it? Like me? It's like send me a, a free request or something. I don't know, but send me a request. 
and then I'll register you. And then also send him an email letting you know that you've sent him Yeah, and then send me an email letting me know you sent it to podcast. Because it's not a request. It's just adding them on their side, and then you got to let them know. I get how that. I don't side. know. I think that's how it works because that's what uh, happened today so. when I did it. So who knows? <sighs> who knows? Who knows? Yes. Uh, and that, would you believe that's actually finally all the emails? That was a lot of emails. But thank you very Oof. much for those. And if anyone else would like to send an email, it's podcast at veterangamers.com. The show's eight hours long. We- I know. Come and see us. Come and see us at uh, veterangamers.co.uk. Come and see us there. And listen to the show. Uh, yes. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us reviews. Yeah, no reviews this week, I'm afraid. No iTunes reviews. So you can do oh, that. That's just fine. We can't. We don't have time for reviews anyway. I know. So make sure that you're gonna leave us a review. Leave us a review. Yes. Okay. Let's do some shout outs to get the hell out of here. So, uh, Juco. First of all, to you. Yes. Okay. Uh, I have one. Gangu Crimes, aka Bed Hairdo, because he came to the Gears of War play day. Yay! Yay! And, and I- there's also this other thing I. What? That, this minute, GH Rocker turned up as well, but you'd already gone off in disgust. <laughs> and then after I had stormed out of the room. You, you sort of went and sort of was just angry. <laughs> well, I had to go before I really went. Well, <laughs> My brain I think went. you were almost there. I've got a headache. I can't be doing this. I'm going. <laughs> I did have a headache, to be fair. I, it wasn't a made-up thing. Well, like, you were, my head was you hurting. got some anger management issues. Yes, I certainly have that. Well, no, the anger man. How I manage it is when I get angry, I stop playing that game. Fair enough. Which is what I did. <laughs> I think it was so. an idea. Okay. All right, one last thing, real quick, before I'm done. If you like this podcast, there is another site you should check out, which is called VGHub.net. And on there, you find a bunch of links to other video game podcasts. Different in the way they're uh, delivered. Some have all kinds of sound effects. Are for old people. Some oh, talk yeah. about RPGs. Say that. No, no one says that. Can't really? Of course, you have links to you know great forums. You don't have any other friends. So check it out. VGHub.net it is a great starting point for your podcast discovery. I want Britain to be about Britain. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's, like, it's like a new remix every week. I know. I've noticed. <laughs> I have noticed. All right, that's be done. Uh, yeah. So I want to just thank everybody who turned up at the play date. All two of them. Uh, <laughs> hey, me too. And all the people who play with us who will have no idea because they don't know who we were. So Oh, and, and I should mention, next week, uh, Sunday the 3rd of April, will be Battlefield Bad Company 2. So oh, come on by. Was, yes. shoot- you may have more luck with that, maybe. I think so. And I'd also like to thank all the people who killed Duke to make him so angry because that was pretty <laughs> funny. And and- to be fair, it wasn't that hard to do, so it's not a special achievement. But you really did rage twit that game. <laughs> you know, wait, rage. Yeah. Do you know why I've said that? Because I'm looking it's at Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at Twitter. <laughs> anyway, so you got Rage Twitter. It's actually Rage Quit is what I meant to say. <laughs> so, yeah, right. yeah, Rage Quit that game. It was funny. You did swear a lot. I was I was shocked. I shocked I was. Um, so I'd like to <laughs> shout out all those people. I'd like to shout out everybody who plays games. Look, just be nice to each other. Look, it's not that difficult. Just be nice. Yes. Just be nice. Amen. Stop all the swearing yes. and nastiness. Just be nice to right. everybody. Knock that shit off. Be nice, yeah. god damn it. Just be nice, god damn it. Shit. Um, yeah. There's no need. No need. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it for shout-outs. And, oh, yeah, and a shout-out to Ginny for being a really good boyfriend, taking his girlfriend out, looking after her on her birthday. <laughs> and we miss you, man. Where are you? We need you back. Yeah, uh, oh, back. yeah. We're I should shout-out, yeah, Quamrian as well, because, like, if you're listening, man, we want you back. We want you back, Quamrian. 
Yeah. 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 Man, we're missing you. All right. Is well, that it? What was that? Service yeah. Lizard, come back too. Yeah, we need to get out of here now. So yeah. Uh, bye. See you. Bing. Thanks for listening. Everybody. Hey, what do you mean? What do you mean? Service Lizard was here. I think. Oh right, I'm sorry. I meant, I meant. Uh, ho- good luck getting over your cold. Is yeah, what I meant. yeah. Good luck yeah. getting over the cold, man. Yeah, exactly. Hope you better soon. Yeah. Yeah. Get well. And everybody who's listening, thanks for listening. Make sure you send us some more. Oh, Actually, don't. If we have to listen to that every time, I have. To... Hey, it's a good song. No, I don't know. Come on, man. All right. Thanks for listening, yeah. everybody. Good Bye. Night. Oh, Bye. Jam-a-fool. 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 It's not here. Oh, hope your high heels didn't hurt you too much. Oh, damn, I did it. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs>